Yes, sir. It's time to crank up the big, the bottom, the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And this is a thirsty Thursday, uh, throwdown Thursday edition of the sports brew, man. Having a good time. Figure we needed to squeeze one off uh, post-Thanksgiving. No soccer there. <laughs> but we are definitely, uh, you know... Ready to talk about a little bit of football and certainly raise a glass and kick some ass over the course of the night. So let's go ahead and get everybody up in here just for uh, posterity, you know. Anyway, first and foremost, my friends, let's get this man in here. That's right, the one and only Shannon the McGuffin, the Twitter Terminator. What's up, brah? Uh, not much, brother, man. The, the Chiefs must love the uh, doink. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, is what I'm wondering. You know, I, I I do think it's funny that David Carr actually paid tribute to that Kansas City Chiefs field goal with his finger because that was about as sideways as that kick went. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that joke was nuts, dude. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I don't, you know, I've seen I've seen a lot of weird kicks, doink and boink and donk and whatever uh, over the years. I. Don't ever recall seeing a kick take that kind of bounce and that kind of trajectory through the uprights. That was insane. Oh, that yeah. was insane. And for and let me and we'll talk about that Chiefs Broncos game. For as ugly as the early part of that game was, it ended up being such a compelling, intense finish. Completely ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. But McGuffin, yeah, man. How about them? Uh, how about that? Uh, you know, college football playoffs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> About to have some fun up in this piece this weekend. Uh, you're going to have some fun and a lot of pissed off fans. Probably. They can do yeah. the Harbaugh, the Harbaugh headset stomp. They need to, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but they'll get an unsportsmanlike penalty for that. Yeah, so, that's, right. that's right. That's <laughs> right. I'm not going to be mad uh, Saturday. <clears throat> Why's that? We could beat Clemson. You think that's going to beat Clemson? Well, yep. we'll settle it on the field, man. That's right. So we were trying to figure out, uh, since he's blabbing, we we're trying to figure out what song to bring old Whitfield into. Because, you know, he always always like, oh, man, you gave my song to Mark and bah, and all this junk. He did. So, well, you lost it in a competition. Fair and square. Off, he did. did. Yeah, Mark won the woo off. That, that's what happens, man. So we're torn between a little Toto, you know, a little Toto Africa. That's always a good one. We got <clears throat> the OMC, How Bizarre pretty solid that's, like, that's the name of my um, that, that should be the name of my team in the keeper league how bizarre yeah the fact that you e- you've eaten your ass the entire that's season like, in the keeper league yeah trouble womba yeah <clears throat> and then we were thinking how about some living la vida loca which quite frankly this is actually accurate this should be your team's name okay i'm gonna help you out Whitfield, for this season in the keeper league your team's name should be living la vida choca because that's all you've done the whole year On that, buddy. <laughs> no, it's been a cruel. It's been a cruel year for the fail horn in uh, the keeper league for fantasy. But that's okay. You're as bad as your, uh, you know, your the luck of the draw or whatever has been for you in the keeper league. Uh, you're in the thick of it in the sports league. So, you know, you got a good team there. So, anywho, that's how fantasy works, though, man. You play in multiple leagues. Sometimes it just blows up, and your team sucks. Sometimes, sometimes you just have to pick up Joe Webb. You know. Sometimes you just got to run with Joe that's Webb. You know, sometimes you just got to play Joe Webb. Still the one of my uh, – I think there's two things that, like, in, in everybody, if you play fantasy football, everybody has, like, a fantasy football story where, you know, they got okey-doked or they snookered somebody or people make a random, you know, fantasy cock block pickup. 
and I always love the fact that Shannon was it Adrian Peterson that was out yes. in that one game, and you were I think you were in Kentucky. Yes, I was it, in Kentucky. It was the semifinals of the fantasy football playoffs. Whitfield was undefeated in our league, <laughs> and he had just rolled through the season. And I had a lead on him, and I looked because I knew he still had Peterson to go. But once I found out Peterson was out. I was like, oh, shoot, I got to figure out who his backup is so I can get him so Whitfield can't beat me. And it worked. And it worked. <laughs> and he was pissed. <laughs> and he was beyond pissed. <laughs> Justin called me or was texting me, was laughing his ass off at it. It was but... hilarious. It was hilarious. In between that and the the whole Joe Webb debacle, and I don't even remember the whole setup for the Joe Webb debacle. I just he remember... did nothing in that game, by the way. He did nothing. Well, that's okay. I still think it's funny, man. We talked about it. I'm like, ah, nobody's going to pick up Joe Webb. Nobody's going to play that guy. Who picks him up? I did. (laughs) Who won that game? I did. (laughs) Brilliant, man. So, yeah, those fantasy fantasy, uh, block stories are always pretty funny. And this is the time of year, man. This time of year where it gets a – you have to – sometimes you have to get a little creative. And you do end up getting defensive with your roster. So, you know, you start handcuffing some of your players – because uh, you don't need the depth as much as you did earlier to navigate bye weeks, and you're just kind of, you know, trying to be strategic. And uh, sometimes you just pilfer people off the waiver wire to keep other people from them. You know what I mean? That's just the, that's fantasy football, man. That's part of the strategy. Fair or not, that's the way that it goes. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get Randy up in here. Let's see. I was gonna do it. You know what? No, I think Randy. I think Randy needs to roll in. We'll give him some of this, man. We'll bring him into some uh, little Metallica action oh, here. <laughs> oh, Whit- Whitfield's like, oh man, I didn't get a Metallica song. What the hell, dude? Oh, you know what, Randy? Have- oh, that's okay. We can always do this one. Maybe I'll like this one better. <laughs> What's up, old Giggity Giles? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, hanging in there, trying to suffer through the Niners season, even though it looked they looked competitive last game. I don't want competitive. I want wins, damn it. Yeah, no, I, well, I know the name of this track is Now That We're Dead, and for a second at the end of that Dolphins 49ers game, I thought Colin Kaepernick might be dead. Yeah, that uh, was kind of an interesting hit he took, considering how he got bent out of shape. They I mean, lit damn. that dude up, bro. They lit and that did, dude up. Did Holy Randy just moly. go Mike Singletary on us? Did he just say he wants winners? <laughs> Damn straight, I want winners. <laughs> Good luck with yeah. that, man. Good luck with that. I know, right? Yeah. Was, I, you know, I'm surprised. I mean, quite honestly, the the resurgence of Colin Kaepernick. I mean, he's been reasonably productive, but, you know, I, I, it's just it's one of these things that's so weird, man. Because you have all this kind of political commentary that's surrounding him at the moment. And so people are, you know, bagging on him for that. But if you just look at it from a football standpoint, given the injuries that, you know, that he's had and all this discussion with Blaine Gabbert, I think you have to give Colin Kaepernick, purely from a football standpoint, some respect for how he's played, given the state of the team, given the state of people's opinions and attitudes toward him. Doesn't matter if you agree with him or not. I mean, you can say, hey, he brought it on himself, blah, blah, blah. That's fine, man. Okay. The reality is that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure, and he's played surprisingly well. But he did get his ass lit up at the end of that Dolphins game. Yeah, that dude he, got, he got crushed. Got Woo. Yeah, Sue tracked him down from behind. He's, he's actually played well enough that Shannon picked him up. 
Actually, I think he's been picked up in both leagues. This weekend, bro. This mm-hmm. is true. I know it is. It, it is a tasty matchup. <laughs> it is a tasty yeah. matchup, man. So I totally get that. So, it, well, look, we got a week in rewind, and I, we had Thanksgiving. So hope, hopefully, everybody had a nice full belly over uh, Thanksgiving. Some good times with uh, friends and family and that kind of deal. I know that we did. It was very busy for us. It was very busy, but we had a good time. You know, I can't say I loved. You know, I felt pretty pretty chipper the other week. Uh, with the with the way the Redskins have been playing, and obviously I was hoping they'd get a win in Dallas. They did not. Uh, missing a couple of field goals didn't really help them in their cause on that one. But you know, still a good Thanksgiving, good time, and I thought we got some uh, some pretty entertaining football. Other than the night game, that one wasn't so great. But no Andrew Luck. That was gonna be that was gonna be tough sledding for uh, uh, Indy. But that's okay. We'll get to all that too. So everybody have a good Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, brother, man. Can't good. complain. Got good. the eat and drink all day although the fail of the week has to go to my father-in-law why's that great guy but he brought like a 30 pack of bush light to the thanksgiving feast oh i'm so sorry dude that's horrible no like no. come on man you bring a bush light mm. to thanksgiving there's only one thing to say if somebody rolls up to my house with some bush light <laughs> I mean, no. if he wasn't twice my size, I would have probably said that. But no. <laughs> no, it's okay. You can't really say it's that like, to no, family. No, no, no. You got to go now. No, Leave no. right now, Randy. No, I, 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 I looked at my wife and I'm like, really? Bush, Bush light. What was that? She just shrugged her shoulders like I have no idea. No. Where were you? Like, you here to play some? Uh, not going whole. Uh, not beer pong. Hey, uh, beer, beer pong. pong. Yeah. yeah, he brought some beer pong beer. Yeah, that is, uh, I don't even know if I'd play. No, beer pong. no, like beer pong beer to me was like Coors Light. That's beer pong beer. Uh, maybe PBR if you're budget conscious. PBR, which I don't like, but I will drink it. However, if I'm gonna have a light cheapo beer, give me Coors Light because that stuff is essentially like yellow tinted water. You know what I mean? Slightly right. carbonated. It's not horrible. It is. It's not. It's not great. It's not horrible. It's certainly not particularly filling. But on a hot day when you're doing stuff or playing games, if I'm gonna drink a light beer, probably Coors Light. Yeah, dims the brakes. So where do we want to go first, man? We got NFL stuff. We got college football. We got you know obviously Michigan, Ohio State. That was pretty fun. Um, baseball. Ba- you want to lead off with baseball? We're not gonna lead off yes, with sir. baseball. I, I, I tell you what, I'll give you one baseball tidbit. Go ahead and gloss up. Uh, Cespedes re-signing because I know you were happy about that. That's a lot of money, but I know you're happy about that. Four years, $110 million, full no uh, no trade uh, clause. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving this move. You're loving that move. All right. Sir. Short well, the bullpen a little bit. We got the best <laughs> rotation and um and, uh, MLB. Let's get those bats on point. Maybe trade Grandy or Bruce, depending on what we can get, and we'll be mm. good to go. I do we like got some for, we got some for them Cubs next year if we can stay healthy. As long as those damn dirty Nats don't get freaking McCutcheon from Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, I love y'all. In this, I love y'all in the sports room chat. There's a lot of there's a lot of Mets fans here with the Brew, right? Because Randy's a Mets fan, uh, Matt's a Mets fan, Mark's a Mets fan. Um, I'm pretty. I'm fairly baseball neutral. I grew up with the Yankees, but. You know, as I've told everybody before, I, I you know my baseball kind of love waned a little bit with the strike, so I really don't I don't feel like I have a, a real strong team affiliation. It's just that's what I grew up with watching that with my big brother. 
which is where a lot of my uh, you know early sports team kind of rooting interest came from. That and watching ACC basketball with my mom, which is how I became a Duke fan. But I love the ACC. But it, it is funny, man. In the sports brew chat, man, y- y'all were like, oh, yeah, the Nats are in your and bra. And I was like, yeah, go Nats. Just to just to do it. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the contrarian. So it made me laugh. But, it, it, you know, I hope that ends up being a good move for the Mets. It's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to pay. I did like the fact, uh, you know, from a Mets standpoint, from a fan standpoint, he said, quote, God willing, I will finish out my career with this team. And I loved uh, Sandy Alderson uh, interjected, quote, God willing, and a no trade clause, by the way. <laughs> I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. But definitely big money. You know, baseball money is crazy. You know, you get so used to, uh, you know, I, I think I, a lot of times I think of dollars and NFL dollar cents. And baseball money is so above and beyond. It's just crazy, dude. But uh, good for them. Uh, I will say the other thing is kind of cool, and I'm I'm honestly glad they got rid of with the, the you know getting the CBA kind of tied up. I think that was nice. I'm happy to see that without an, any real big detrimental crazy drama. Um, but I do like the fact that the All Star Game no longer determines home field advantage yes. in the World Series. Yes. You know, yes. yeah. I mean, I, I get oh, it from a marketing standpoint why they did it way when they did that, but that needs to go. Because uh, it's such an arbitrary, weird thing. You know what I mean? It, it, that's one of those things that just, I don't think that's super relevant. It's an all-star game. Just let them play and have fun because that's what they're going to do anyway. You know what I mean? Take take the take the, the home field advantage out of that. I'm glad they did. That made me happy. I think that was a unanimous vote. I think everybody was. was tired of that. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Super duper random. I guess, you know, baseball guys... With the changes with the CBA, the things that they talked about, we just obviously discussed one. But is there anything else you take away from um, the agreement that you're happy about? It was pretty standard. Um, just re-up on a lot of different things. There there wasn't really any major changes that were um, put in play. Well, you got the uh, minimum disabled list day reduced from 15 to 10. That seems like that's pretty decent. Uh, yeah. Luxury tax threshold increased. <laughs> I don't think that's a really a huge... Unless you're uh, teams like, yeah, uh, who is it? Um, Dodgers, because they their payroll was pushing three hundred million. Yeah. Oh my Jeez. God, <laughs> that's a oh, sweet baby Jesus. Uh, a smokeless tobacco ban for all new major leaguers, which is kind of weird. <laughs> uh, it's just one of those rando things. I don't know. Call it the what is that like the Tony Gwynn rule? I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, no international draft, and uh, let's see, what is it? Uh, no 26th man on the roster in exchange for a reduction in expanded active roster limits for September. So, uh, you know, I don't know, I, and hopefully it's a good thing. I'm, I'm just, I think for me, uh, my contacts with baseball, it, it, you know, I, I enjoy the game. I do think the regular season is too long. That's an opinion. Uh, not everybody shares that, and that's totally fine. Uh, I would love to see the games get sped up a little bit. And some of that's just a reflection of current, uh, the current you know media market and flow of stuff. Uh, I wouldn't be terribly opposed to some degree of a play clock slash pitch clock. Uh, it's a dicey thing to introduce, but you know I don't know. They have I, it in Double A. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that like if if I'm gonna watch baseball, I like to watch them on the DVR so I can zip through a lot of the stuff. And if you time it right, a lot of times your 30 second skip is perfect between pitches. Which is yeah. weird, but granted, I've gotten used to watching a lot of sports on DVR, football, uh, baseball, certainly the Olympics. Um, <laughs> I finally cleared all the Olympic stuff that I've been trying to watch 
off of my DVR. That's impressive. Always takes me a while to do that. Yeah, I know it's December, and that was the Summer Olympics. <laughs> <clears throat> but never underestimate, man. Rhythmic gymnastics. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> Never underestimate. I don't, the amount of training they, those ladies have to do. If you, I swear to you, if you've never watched rhythmic gymnastics, oh, ridiculous. it is it is so crazy what it's, they do. It is insane. In oh my god! I mean, they're throwing hoops and ribbons and balance things. They look like they're wrestling on a mat and they pop up in all these different directions. I mean, it's crazy. Yes, uh, they anyway. are wrestling on mat. Matt likes that. Uh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah. The only thing you're wrestling these days is, you know, your hand. So yeah. I suppose yeah. you got to take what you can Quick get. Quick question why, why you were on it. What yeah. would you like to see the games cut down to? How many? Um, I, I'd like to fair. see them return to the to the the old schedule. I don't remember if that was 142, 145. I, I don't quite recall. 155. I don't remember what it was, but um, not off the top of my head. Uh, but I, I'd like just to see it trimmed. I, I think that would, you know, give a couple of advantages. I mean, the, one of the things that's always weird when you screw with baseball are it, it's numbers. You know, people are so honed in on statistics and numbers. That's one of the things that's charming and also kind of annoying about baseball uh, is the obsession with stats. But it's a very stat-driven thing. It's just what it's what it is. But I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see it go back to. Let me actually look it up. Uh, as far as the number I think of games, yeah, I mean, I keep, I keep in my head. I'm thinking mid 140s, but the thing is, you know, if you're going to trim off 17 games or whatever, obviously you're going to impact number generation. You just will, um, and statistics, and so that's one of those things that can be a little bit squirrely once you've already moved it and it's been this way. I mean, I, I guess someone could be like, well, yeah, Justin, maybe they should, uh, you know, get rid of some games in the NFL, go back to a 14 game schedule. I don't think that's really an apt comparison, you know. But whatever, that's okay. You know, the people that love it and enjoy it just keep enjoying it. Especially if you're a Nats fan and they sign or, or get traded, you know, trade uh, trade for Andrew McCutcheon. You know, unless unless you're a, unless you're a Mets guy. Yeah, McCutcheon, them phone calls are coming on Monday morning for uh, season tickets. That's right. Uh, by the way, I do think Mark Mark McGuire should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think that man's waited long enough. And I will still argue with anybody <clears throat> that that there is an era of baseball that's sure there's a pet era of baseball, and I think they turn a blind eye and they embraced it and they ran with it. And I don't think those guys should get should be you know kept out of the hall in perpetuity because of that era. If you want to asterisk them, go for it. You know, same thing with Barry Bonds and his gigantic dome. Fine, his <laughs> you know. So what if he needs two busts to make his head? It's okay. <laughs> All right. He's a Hall of Famer. Anybody, if you watched him play, you know he's a Hall of Fame caliber player. You know that. All right. Yeah. And the story of baseball has to include, it's one of those things. We talk about Hall of Fame players, the story of a sport, the story of that, you know, an era. If a player helps define that era and helps define that sport, to me, they're a Hall of Fame player. Unless they do something like really atrocious and it's, you know, off field stuff. You know what I mean? It's different. What about Schilling? Kurt Schilling? I, I think we already know he's a douche. I, I think the answer would be for me. For me, the answer is yes. For me, the answer Clemens. is yes. Clement Clemens is Schilling is McGuire is uh, Bonds is uh, who? Randy, Randy Johnson. Johnson. Randy Johnson. Absolutely. I mean, he blew up a bird. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> if you detonate a bird with a ball, <laughs> you're a Hall of Famer, man. 
Oh, you got somebody find that on YouTube. Oh, hang on, that's, I'll find it. Yeah, that that that's such a ridiculous thing. So Throw I. That in the chat. Yeah. By the way, the MLB didn't go to a 162 game schedule until 1962. 62. Oh, wow. yeah. So basically, it, from between 1920 and 1962, they each each league played 154 games. Prior 154. Yeah. All right, so what, what's our progression? What were the numbers? Because it looks like, I mean, back in when it first started in 1876, it was only 70 games. Well, we don't need to go back that far. But in 1900, it was 140. 140, uh, okay. 1904, they went up to 154. Then by 1919, it was down to 140, and then back up to 154 again in 1920. And then in the early 60s is when they hit 162, and it's been there ever since. Okay. So, you know, 154, 162, okay, it's not a huge difference. I don't know. I'll just let that drive. For all you base fantasy baseball guys, just have fun with it, and I'll just keep paying attention uh, once we get late season and into the uh, into the playoffs. Although, uh, all right, hear me out. Hear me out. I would much rather them trim off five, six, seven games and expand the wild, you know, the wild card stuff and make it uh, best of threes. Like that to me would be a reasonable trade off because you've had playoff expansion, so you can only push playoff. You, you you can't keep pushing it further back in the calendar year, right? But if you shorten the regular season a smidge, and you can start it a little bit earlier, you could have two out of three wild cards. I think that would be good. But you know, baseball people argue about everything. So, I mean, they do, dude. Very true. They, they do. do. People, you know, God, you think people argue about football, man? Great day. People argue like a mofo about some baseball. Mm. Shannon, I will say again, I'm surprised that the Cubs were not the sportsmen of the year. I mean, kudos to LeBron James for being sportsmen of the year. Obviously, delivering a championship in Cleveland is a massive thing, uh, and being part of that—that's, uh, I mean, that's ridiculous. But I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised that it, that it wasn't the too, Cubs. Dude. I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways they could have gone. Yeah. LeBron, obviously, with Cleveland, the Cubs. You could have gone with any of the Olympians, from Phelps to Simone Biles. Yeah, eh. I think those probably would have been your top choices right there. To me, it's I, mean, re- it, with- I don't know if I would have gone with the Olympians. To me, it's, it would really be, unless it was you now Phelps' face, <laughs> if there was an award for the best face of the year, that would be it. Um, hey, I tell you what, when he found out he didn't win, you know the face he made. <laughs> Phelps face, buddy. You know, I to me it really would. It was Cubs. It was Cubs and then, and, and LeBron. Those were the two to me the, the the best biggest sports stories. But Michael Jordan probably cried. Well, he he did cry when uh when he got his whatever whatever presidential uh, medal of freedom or whatever it was that you know. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. So the crying Jordan meme, man, you can't kill it. Impo- impossible <laughs> you can you cannot kill it all right so we let Although, off huh go ahead i will say that the dark kermit cracks me up yes yeah that that that, that meme that meme getting up. traction to going is pretty fantastic <laughs> i'm a fan of that one very uh, entertaining yeah no that that one's pretty good that one's pretty good i wonder if, if somebody could make like a dark harbaugh <laughs> you know what I, mean? I mean is there even really a light harbaugh when you have to when you think about it no Exactly. <laughs> no, no, not really, not really. <laughs> There's just intense Harbaugh. That guy, that guy is ridiculous, man. He is intense. That's okay. Well, I tell you what. All right, uh, Randy uh, or Matt or Shannon, uh, let's wrap up baseball and we'll move on to some football. Uh, any other kind of thoughts or takeaways 
from uh, trades or action or anything else that you're you know, want to throw out there just for ish and giggles? I mean, it's early still, so I'm not really too worried about it. Yeah. As, as the month goes on, and obviously the the wintertime talks heat up, that's when really a lot of the big moves are going to happen. Yeah, fair enough. And, and for anybody missing Mark tonight, he's unavailable for the uh, the podcast uh, recorderation. But I do want to let you know that it coincides very neatly uh, with the headline, Carnival Cruises to pay $40 million fine for secretly dumping shit water since 2005. So... Mark's not here. Destat Poo. Carnival Cruises getting fined. You tell me. I think somehow there's a correlation here. <laughs> just a three gower poo. Yeah, a three gower just, poo. Just letting you know. Figure there was. Uh, you know, everybody kind of knows how that goes. Shannon does. Let me poop. Let me poo. That's right. You know, Phelps' face, honestly, Phelps' face uh, also ties in very neatly with, with Chewbacca. That's the, see, that's the Phelps' face, Chewy, right there. Right there, man. That's right. Shut the fuck up! And that. Also, also yeah, it ties in neatly <laughs> with that one. And then, and then we're good. Then we're good. Then we're good. Then we're good. My gosh. Anywho, that's okay. All right, well, let, let's jump to football. We'll get to some NFL stuff. Uh, obviously, uh, we're recording on a Thursday, so one of the things that happened was Thursday Night Football. Uh, and the, the Dallas managed to hold on and have some fortuitous uh, turnovers to help them out, and they did get the, the win over the Vikings. I actually, you know, one of my coworkers is a big Vikings fan, and he was like, oh, yeah, you're going to be pulling for us. I said, well, actually, no, because at this point I think that the Cowboys have the division, so I need – to me, I'm pulling for other teams to lose to help the Redskins. <laughs> so I'm like, sorry, bro. <laughs> I'm not pulling for the Vikings to win, man. No. <laughs> it, that That's right. It does, it does me no good. does me no good. No good. One other rando thing when I'm thinking about it. You can't say I didn't try. Yeah, you, you did try. Uh, this, uh, we, we, we joked around for a long time about Borderlands, I, you know, um, I'm a big Borderlands fan. Randy's a big Borderlands fan. Uh, and we we always hoped that they'd have a good Tiny Tina soundboard and a good Mr. Torg soundboard. And I haven't been able to find... Well, the Tiny Tina soundboard, I finally found one. Uh, or someone finally made one. Uh, and that's pretty entertaining. Uh, the Torg one, I just downloaded like this huge pack of like Torg sound bites, And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. So there's like, uh, you know, this one. Is it just me? Oh, oh actually, let me let me clarify that. Uh, our resident Trumpian is Whitfield, but I think that when we talk about Trump, <laughs> I stick up for myself. That's right. That's right. The American dream. But I do want to ask is you. Dead. <laughs> I do want to ask you, Matt. Matt, draining the swamp and all. I think this soundbite might be contextually appropriate when we talk about President-elect Trump. This one's dedicated to you, Matt. Is it just me, or does it seem like he's gonna betray the? F out of you <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's the end of our political commentary here on sports Pro. <laughs> and we're out of here thank you mr torg <laughs> but uh let's shift let's shift gears to college football because i think that's relevant and we'll get to the nfl stuff um number one shannon i sure as hell hope that you're pulling for navy since it feels like everybody else is not 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Now, why Blow do you... Blow that shit up, man. Huh? Blow that shit Blow up. Blow that shit up. So, for context, for anybody that doesn't get it, what is so significant about Navy? Because the outside the Power Five, if they are the highest-ranked team, and if they win, they get to go to a New Year's Bowl. And I hope that they do. Me too. And, there, are, yeah, there are a lot of people poo-pooing, you know, hoping they eat it. But I think that would be great. I like a little bit of mayhem. I, what Was that State Farm? No, not State Farm. Who was it that has the mayhem commercials? Uh, all State. It's All yep. State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I like a little bit of mayhem. So, go Navy. Hell yeah. yeah okay. Why not? But uh, college football playoffs, man. Uh, realistically, I guess some of this is, like, big impression, right? Some of it's just big impressions of where we're at. Uh, I mean, obviously, low-hanging fruits, Alabama. Let's be re- realistic. Dominant. That's not really any that they're not the team anybody's worried about. They're gonna be just fine. But you get into Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Penn State, you know, Colorado, some other stuff that's going on, Clemson. You have some things that are interesting and there could be some mayhem. So, Shannon, realistically, I guess part of this question is what's the most likely outcome? And then if you want some mayhem what do you want to see happen if you want things to go to hell in a handbasket and maybe Urban Meyer to fall down on his face again? Well, <laughs> and, and Jim Harbaugh to throw stuff everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the crazy part. Yeah. It won't happen, but if Alabama were to lose on Saturday, they would still be in. Of course they would. No doubt about it. But here's the deal. Ohio State, they're ranked second. Their strength, their top twenty-five wins are better than anybody else. They're going to be in. So right now you're looking at Clemson and Washington. Mm-hmm. Clemson's got Virginia Tech. Washington has Colorado in their championship games, um, each with one loss. If one of those two teams were to lose, or even both, all hell is going to break loose because you've got Michigan right there. Then you've got Wisconsin-Penn State, the winner of that game, would jump up. Then you have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, right behind them. They play on Saturday. So, oh, and if Colorado beats Washington, obviously they move up. Yep. So, I mean, if you really want to throw some dynamite on the fire (laughs) and add a little bit of fuel to it, let that baby burn down. If two or even three of those teams lose, I mean, this this thing is – people are going to lose their minds. I would be a fan. I don't think it needs to expand to eight. But I would be okay with a plus two where you have your one and two seeds have automatic, like, buys, if you will, and then the other four play. And then – you know what I mean? I would be okay with that. But I think you have to be careful that you don't overexpand it. Um, but I would I be – go, go ahead. Eight. For me, eight would be my max. Eight would no be more. the absolute end of it for me. I, I just think and I actually it, like the idea of six. I, I do like that idea. Um, I think plus, plus two eight, would be great. No more than eight. No more than mm. eight. I mean, this is a couple of years ago. Like four was plenty to go in. This year, you could probably go eight and just be fine with it. Yeah. I mean, it goes from year to year. Well, but I, mean, I think at the end of the day, you're going to have Alabama in the championship oh, game just because they're so well coached. Well, you know, Saban, Saban uh, you know, loves losing so much. <laughs> there, there should really be a little little Debbie Bowl. Uh, that would be the most appropriate spot. You know what I mean? 
just for the Saban Bowl, it should be the little Davy Nick, little Davy, little Debbie. Would mean the most Nick Saban. Let me tell you, the, the little Debbie Bowl somewhere. If if somebody that deals with little Debbie snack cakes, if you if you listen to this jack wagon bunch of fools on the sports brew, y'all should sponsor a bowl. Just at least one year, right? One year, you should get the sponsorship right for the championship game because I want yeah. Nick Saban to play in the little Debbie Bowl. That would be great. And then at the end of the day, like, you have this huge glass ball of just little Debbies. Yeah. Little Debbie snack cakes. And you just watch Saban go ham. Yeah. That'd be great. Jump in there, swimming. Oh, my God. That'd be fantastic. (laughs) Um, Look, I mean, think of it. If it was was a plus two, if it was six, I mean, the the rankings right now are at what? Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Washington, Michigan, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I think the only one people would really gripe about potentially would be Penn State. But – I think you know Michigan. That, the, the Michigan one's tough. I think what's really hard right now is that Michigan Ohio State game uh, being what it was, and then you know kind of waiting for some other things to play out. But you, you're right on the cusp of that. But if it was a plus, if if you did a plus two, if we made it six, I think that I think it would be hard to walk away uber disappointed. You know, correct. I think that would be okay. I don't know that you need anything more than that. But I, I can't disagree with you there, yeah. dude. I mean, I'm glad we do have a playoff. I, I thought they should have yes. originally gone to eight and just called it a day. And then if they wanted to go smaller, they could. Because if you're number nine, eh, sorry. Um, eight, I mean, seven or eight, eh. But, I mean, look well, at see USC. That they're like the hottest team in the nation. But Alabama just whipped their ass in week one. Well, you know, one of the things that would happen with a plus two is that, you know, I think one of the debates you're going to see a lot about right now is is the value of conference championship games. Yes. That's going to be a big thing, um, particularly for your for your, you know, your big conferences, right? Your power conferences. Should they, you know, is it beneficial for them to do it? You know, and I think this is this is going to be one of the years where you look at the conference championship games and you wonder how relevant they are in the context of this four. And it, there, well, there's, there's, you know, there's legitimacy to that dialogue and legitimacy, you know, to that conversation. Uh, a plus two, at least a, a little expansion. Uh, again, I, I, eight would be the absolute end of it for me. But I think plus two would give you enough wiggle room that if you had something just like this, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, Penn State, if, you, if you've got that kind of going on in a year, uh, you have a little bit of wiggle room so that if a team misses out on that conference championship, but they're still clearly legit and in the upper echelon, you know what I mean? You can sl- still slot them in there and they, have a, they kind of have a makeup shot, you know? But uh, I don't know. That's just me. I think that I would be okay with that. I would be okay with that. Incidentally, as far as the Ohio State Michigan game, does anybody think uh, there there were any shenanigans in that one? Are you happy with what that game ended up being, <laughs> Shannon? Um, there were a few nickel dimers that could have gone either way. Specifically, the the Harbaugh and sportsman like penalty right after they had an offsides penalty. Apparently, coaches are supposed to behave themselves on the sidelines as if they were a college basketball coach and not a college football coach. I can't say that I've seen the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty called in that situation before. I thought that was um, a a very uh, petty call. That was tough. I, I, I think that was one where... 
the refs needed to just chill out. I thought that one was wrong, blatantly wrong. Well, if you hate Harbaugh, it had to make you happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well, you but, saw Ohio Stadium, man. Those, yeah. those They were happy. Oh, my God. They were ecstatic about that one. Oh, hell oh, yeah, I, they did, were. I thought that one's just that one was just unnecessary. Dude. That that's just one where the coach is frustrated. You just you got to let that one go, referees. You just have see, to let that see. one go. Let it go. I, I, the pictures of Ohio Stadium, the, just the attendance. I, I'm, I'm, let's see if I can find the article. For the win, had uh, actually it was College Game Day that tweeted it out. It said it was a new Ohio Stadium attendance record. 110,045 people. That's a hell of a lot of damn people. Wow. And when they rush the field, I mean, it is that is a mass of humanity on the field. That is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> That's a no thank you for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wouldn't want to be in the middle of all that junk. But, you know, if I was a college, if I was, you know, at Ohio State, I would be in the middle of it. You know, you know what I mean? If I'd gone to school there, oh, that's great. Yeah, man. That's great. I mean, absolutely. That's great. You know, um, I did. I did think it was funny. God, I just love. There's just like articles where it's just Harbaugh losing his mind and yelling at everything. But that's not <laughs> atypical, really. This is one of my favorites, I mean, and this is why col- the college football rivalries are, are fun for different reasons. College game day signs are great. Some of those are really hilarious. Uh, but I like this one, man. They had um, in Ohio. They they <laughs> the letter M went missing across the state of Ohio. <laughs> I mean, how funny is that? You know, they went and they taped over the M in a lot of it on signs. I mean, it was just it's just funny. It's just it's funny. Game day, like they cross out the M on game day, so yeah. it was like. I mean, I, I thought that was great. <laughs> I thought that was great. Poor Jim, um, poor Jim Harbaugh. One of the game day signs was him picking his nose along the top frame, <laughs> and the bottom frame was, you know, is top frame says Jim Harbaugh, and he's like picking his nose and the bottom frame has him with his, you know, looking like he's uh, sticking something in his mouth says eats boogers. <laughs> I don't wow. Know. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Phenomenal. And somebody's holding up this gigantic nose. It must be like an eight foot sign at the top. It just says Harbaugh booger picks Ohio state. I mean, it's just, it's just nuts. <laughs> I didn't realize that guy enjoyed boogers so much, but that's okay. Anyway, but you know, college football. There's something about college football. There's that little extra bit of panache, you know, a little extra bit of entertainment um, that that is fun with the robberies and with some of the gamesmanship on that. That's you know really mostly harmless, uh, but just kind of funny and just kind of fun. And I think most people do enjoy that. It's one of those why so serious kind of things. You know, what I mean, like the NFL, like. You know, complain. Uh, you know, finds people over cleats and some of this junk. Then you have some. You know, that stuff is just kind of light, and uh, there's so much heavy stuff that happens. It's occasionally nice just to enjoy some of those shenanigans and just have fun with it. So anyway, uh, back to the back to the topic at hand. And obviously, Harbaugh was pretty disappointed with that, but we all get that. Uh, but takeaways from that game, and then realistically, what what do you expect to happen this weekend? Uh, realistically, I expect everything to stay the same. I expect um, uh, Alabama will roll. Uh, Florida can't score for diddly poo. I expect Clemson will win a close game versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech will give them a very, very, very tough game, but I think Clemson will prevail. And I think Washington, man, is kind of, everybody's kind of counting them out, but 
they're legit, man. Don't forget, I mean, they're coached by the guy that used to coach Boise State year in and year out when they were trying to crash the party. And then, I mean, he's got Washington gig, and he's got that team just rolling. Yeah. I mean, they smoked Washington State at Washington State last week, and Washington State had only lost, I think, one or two games all year. So, I mean, and Colorado's a good story. Um, I'm glad for them, their coach, that they actually had the patience to stick with him. Hint, hint to other programs. <laughs> Texas, I'm looking at you. Have patience with your coaches. Give them a few years. You can't win every year. For a year. few beers. Sorry. Well, uh, yeah. I do expect it to say the same. I mean, I would love to see two or three losses in those championship games in the top four, but it's just it's just not going to happen, I don't think. Yeah, I, I mean, mean real, realistically, I could see Clemson <clears throat> and Washington possibly losing. Alabama, no chance. Yeah, it's like uh, listening to a lot of sports talk radio this week. Um, it's been a lot of like topic about, obviously, at Michigan, Ohio State, but uh, you know, the, the context was that you know, Michigan, Michigan is just laying in wait at five, and that you know what I mean. Like, there's this attitude that that Washington's going to have to be absolutely fantastic against Colorado for Michigan to not slide up and steal that from them. But it's like, how can you take that away from Washington if they win? You can't, and, the, and <clears throat> that would be a bad precedent for this uh, group if they take a conference champion and move them down if they win the conference championship. Yeah. That would be a bad precedent, and they cannot do that. That that would be just an awful, awful precedent. How to, pissed to off just, would you be if you're a Washington fan? Woo! Uh, just a wee bit. Ryan Leaf might have to get back on the painkillers, bro. <laughs> Dude, I mean, if they lose, that's one thing. Yeah. If you win your conference championship and then you move down, yeah. you beat a top 10 team and you move down, no. Sorry, ain't happening. So let's see. All right, so Virginia Tech, Clemson's pretty significant. Washington, Colorado, and then Wisconsin, Penn State. That one seems to be a little bit up in the air from a pick'em standpoint. I actually think if Clemson or Washington falls, mm -hmm. I think the winner of Penn State, Wisconsin moves ahead of Michigan as a conference champion. Okay, I think you take whoever wins that because it's a conference champion. Yeah, it's in the same conference. You have to take the champion. Okay, we'll see if they do that. Any other uh, kind of walk-off thoughts or uh, anything else you want to throw in the mix from a college football standpoint? No, I mean not really. I just I had a couple other plays from the yeah. Michigan Ohio State game. The uh, pass interference, which was iffy, and then the fourth down spot in overtime. It's actually funny. I was talking back and forth with Mark during the entire game. I, yeah. I saw it. I thought it looked short. He saw it. He thought he looked good. So just, the, it just I don't know. <laughs> and then I, after Michigan got the touchdown in the first overtime, I thought they should have gone for two. Gone for the win, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had a double-digit lead. There's a lot of things that kind of went and <laughs> didn't go their way in that game. And I saw somebody post something, it's conspiracy theory-esque, and they were given a breakdown of all the backgrounds of the officials. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, one of them's a, an Ohio native, and, you know, this person, you know, got in trouble for this. And they just had this, all this, this breakdown of the refs and the officiating crew. And I'm like, that's pretty intense, man. So, Here's the hint. Stop JT Barrett. Yeah. 
stop him on the ground, and then you win the game. Because that dude, he willed, well, other than the defense intercepting speed a couple of times and yeah. plus territory and setting up the what, offense. But what's, your ideal, what's your ideal championship game, you think? Two best coaches, man, Urban Meyer and uh, Nick Saban. Is anybody going to be able to topple Alabama? Not this year. That good? I think it's Alabama. It's, this is like the old school Tiger Woods in the field. Who are you taking, Tiger or the field? Yeah. You took Tiger back in the day. This year, it's just it's just Alabama in the field. I got you. Uh, I mean, yeah, Alabama's starting at freshman quarterback, but the kick and ball, man. And their linemen will just knock your teeth down your throat. <laughs> and Lane Kiffin is a really good signal caller. I don't... I don't think I believe the rumors that he would go to LSU to be the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I, I know that ESPN was trying to spread that rumor as fast as they could the same day that Orgeron was hired at LSU. But Do you think that's a good hire for LSU, by the way? I know, I know a lot of the players were happy, but is, is that a good hire for them? I Time will tell. I think it's the hire for the moment for the kids at the program now. Right. Two to three years. We'll see. I don't know because like it seemed like the immediate reaction was, we're you know like we're glad the kids are happy, but why did they do it when they did it? When there was going to be yeah. movement, it seemed like uh, the timing seemed unusual. If they didn't like Les Miles, they should have let him go in the off season. They should have just let him have his moment, let a few days go, and then yeah. let him go because, <clears throat> I mean. I thought he should have stayed, but when that first game against Wisconsin was played and the offense just looked horrible, you're just like, dude, really? Yeah. Like, you had all offseason to come up with a new offense, and <laughs> this is how you show up against Wisconsin. Now, granted, Wisconsin's defense has been legit all year. Shannon, don't, <laughs> don't you remember the old three three yards in a cloud of fart? Like sound bites that we used to have? I mean that that Sir. that's LSU, LSPU, right? Three <laughs> yards in a cloud of fart. I mean, <laughs> right? Yes, just, sir. Just saying, man. Just saying. I don't know. But I mean, still, I mean, <laughs> but the whole off season for LSU was, you know, getting the offense in the twenty first century. Right. You know, rebuilding, rebranding, get getting that offense going and. When he didn't do anything, everybody was just kind of like, dude, really? I mean, you've got all these great running backs, and you can't just find out different ways to get them the ball. I think for the moment, Orgeron's the right hire. The offense has looked much better uh, with him in charge. He also has a great uh, gr- you know, voice. Dude, his he's, voice he's... is phenomenal. <laughs> he's so random to listen to, man. You know that dude's from Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Like backwoods <laughs> swamp, Louisiana. He he must have been an extra in the Water Boy. Nice, I like that. <laughs> he he might have been the guy at the end of the movie with the with the uh, overalls on and nothing else under it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the assistant coach, you can't understand it all. Dude, it's like grabbing his nipples. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> by, by the way, Shannon, I, I have to give uh, the University of Kentucky Wildcats some dap for uh, knocking off Louisville. The, yes, sir. Yeah, buddy. Knocking off those dirty birds. 
27 point underdogs. Ridiculous. Bull down on top of it. Way to go, Louisville. Dude, I'm shocked. I I am completely and utterly shocked. I did not see that one coming. Did anybody? Let's be honest. Other than maybe the players in that locker room, man. Belief. That's just, no. I mean, with the way this season started for them, no, I didn't. All right, so I'll tell you what, man. Uh, One little story I just wanted to touch on kind of to wrap up college football. Obviously, we had some stuff going on. You had the, the knife attacks and some shenanigans, at the at, at, obviously, on the campus of Ohio State. That was a big deal. And we've there's been a lot going on. And, uh, you know, occasionally we mix in, like, serious pieces here on the Sports Brew in between us being drunkards and stupid and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but one story, and I think a lot, of, a lot of people probably missed it, but, you know, I was just reading different, uh, you know, news sites, and this one popped up, and I was... I don't know, man. It's just this time of year where sometimes you get reminded of certain things. And I thought this was pretty potent. So if you didn't hear, BYU running back coach uh, Reno Mahe, his three-year-old daughter, uh, passed away. Um, She was found uh, hanging from a set of blinds with a cord wrapped around her neck. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's awful, right? So it's really it, it's just terrible. And in this in this article, she she passed. I mean, she passed away. And so, the mother, uh, Sunny Mahe, started talking about how they were uh, working with the donation team for the next couple of days to find a match for their daughter's organs. And she updated and said that you know that they found some matches and that her daughter's organs will be harvested to give the gift of life and and health to others. So she's going down for surgery and. You know, she said she was she was pleading for the surgeries to be flawless and for Elsie's gifts to be well received. Uh, and I just, you know, here we are talking with Thanksgiving and family time and Christmas is coming up. The holidays are coming up. And, you know, Shannon, you're a parent and I've, and I've got, you know, two kids as well. And like in my head, I'm trying to wrap my head around like losing a, a toddler to a blind. You know what I mean? Like how awful is that it that 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 has to be? Um, and then for, you know, this art, I mean, her poise and, and talking about this, you know, and her, her, her attitude towards her daughter living on through the organ matches and organ donation is, is just tremendous, just tremendous. Um, she said, quote, as we enter this Christmas season season, I believe many of you will be tempted to feel sorry for me for having to endure this experience right around the holidays. However, I will treasure the opportunity to remember my sweet Elsie every year at this time and reflect upon the true meaning of this Christmas. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, that's incredible. Incredible. Right in the feels, man. Right yeah. Feels. Oh, yeah. That definitely feels bus. For sure. So, you know, that, that's one of those stories that it's not going to get a lot of airtime, not going to get a lot of coverage. Um, but I, I thought, you know, I just wanted to take a moment just to share that. Um, I didn't anticipate it following up a Waterboy nipples conversation, um, so that 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 was slightly less than ideal. However, that, uh, that may be the weirdest segue ever on this show. In, entirely possible that does happen. Um, wow, I, yeah. that's uh, golly man, can't imagine can't imagine going through that. But um, it, that's no. a that's a hell of an attitude to have about it, and. Uh, you know, well wishes for the for the family and and kind of uh, dealing with that and going through that, man. 
Anyway, I tell you what, man. Let's take a break. We have to come back and talk about some NFL because <laughs> we we did everything but the NFL in the first segment. That's amazing. With baseball, college football, college football playoffs, and even uh, some stupidity, some shenanigans, and really serious here at the end. Uh, so we'll take a break and come back and just run through NFL stuff and have a little fun with that. So we are the sports. Hold on. Group. Oh, what? Russell Westbrook averaging a triple double so far through December. NBA is covered. <laughs> nice well done sir well done and Thanks, uh, sir. yes and uh Ray, dude westbrook's a beast man, hey, I, man. He's, but he's gonna he's gonna have to be he's gonna have to be for that team absolutely so yeah no that's cool man and uh, there you go and there's your nba there's your nba update is there a college basketball update um, Kentucky's undefeated. Duke's pretty good. Hopefully, they meet in the tournament this year. Well, we'll Duke's, Duke's got to get a lot of people healthy, man. Yeah, they, they got to get healthy first. But that's a team that's got to get healthy because they got a lot of people that are banged up and aren't really playing yet. I mean, you know, Grace Down has what a toe issue, some toe issues. I think he's playing through, but uh, and, and and that's a banged up and, and from a health standpoint. I know Duke isn't there yet, so. We joked around but about hey, it, man. Isaiah Thomas did hold up a Crane Jordan sign last night after Indiana beat North Carolina. That's a win. <laughs> That's a win. That's glorious, by the way. That is a glorious yeah. troll right there. That, is, that was phenomenal. That, that's almost as awesome as this headline, Punishment of the Day, Canadian Police Will Sentence Drunk Drivers to Listen to Nickelback. <laughs> yes. According to a Facebook post by the Kensington Police uh, Service, uh, when we catch you, and we will catch you, on top of a hefty fine, a criminal charge, and a year's driving suspension, we will also provide you with a bonus gift of playing the officer's copy of Nickelback in the cruiser on the way to jail. Could you imagine that, if that, they arrested one of the members of Nickelback for drunk driving? You have to listen to your own song? Wow. <laughs> it's too bad Mark doesn't drive and Mark doesn't drive in Canada cuz that would be that would be so fantastic. Can you imagine D-Stad getting pulled over or arrested and being subjected to Nickelback? Oh my God. Sounds like a bad D-Stad bet. It is a bet. He would probably say, "Can you please just tase me?" <laughs> no, do tase me, bro. That's what he'd be saying, man. <laughs> Don't tase me, bro. Just tase me, bro. Holy cow. Yeah, man. That's what would happen, dude. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you can find us. Keywords are going to be sports and brew all over the place, man. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, certainly Podbean, which is uh, our hosting service, LiveSportsCaster.com, and a whole host of other stuff. Um, you know, hey, look, sports and brew. Just search it. You're going to find us. Whatever your platform, I don't care if if, if if you're an Apple guy, an Android guy, you just listen on the computers. You, look, you can download it, you can stream it, you can play it, you can do whatever, man. All right? You can find us, hang out with the brew, have a good time with the brew crew, man. It's fun stuff. Just please do yourself a favor. Don't end up in the back of a police cruiser listening to Nickelback. Okay? We do ask that of you. And that's that's really not a big ask, but that's a fair trade. Hey, special thanks to Podbean and Livecast, Live Sportscaster for actually retweeting and sharing our posts. Hell Thank yeah. They're champions, man. But Thank I do you. I do pay Podbean every year <laughs> to host us. So 
but th- they've been great, man. They're th- doing their job. Th- they're doing their job, man. But th- they're they're fantastic. And if if you're out there trying to, you know, you want to make a podcast, definitely look into Podbean, dude. Uh, you know, my experience, our experience with them has been really good. So good company, good place to do it. Anyway, all right, we're the sports group. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back in just a moment. Huh. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And you know what? We are due for a salute o'clock. So let's go ahead and knock that bad boy out, man. Woo! <laughs> out of the gate, brothers. I am drinking one of these India Pale Ales, these 40-mile IPAs from Three Notched, which you know I love. But I went ahead and I got a secondary beer, and it just dawned on me. I am saluting. We're doing salute o'clock, and I'm holding a Kentucky IPA in my hand and I finally just realized the Shannon wanted me to like to get have this beer and to like it so that I liked Kentucky. <laughs> I, I just realized that was that you're sneaky. You wildcat <laughs> bastard. <laughs> just wait till I get you some good bourbon. Yeah. I mean what was it? The Pappy Van what is it, Pappy Van Winkle or something? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, man. That seems like I'd say it'd be great to like, to share a little bit of that, but uh, isn't that like insanely expensive? Uh, it's pricey. It depends on what year and all that. But uh, uh, we'll we'll get the get the cheap vintage and we'll enjoy it. All right, that would be fun. It is. Say what? Hundred bucks it is. Hundred bucks it is, man. We could go old school, right? And we could totally have a Pappy Van Winkle night and uh, just record. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I have the Forty Mile IPA as well as the Kentucky IPA, which I, it 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 is good. It's a, it's a mellow IPA from my taste buds, but it is very good, very good. So I'm a fan. Thank you for that, Shannon. Yes, sir. What you got, brother? I am rolling light tonight. I'm rolling with a uh, album or Cider Works Jupiter Legacy. That's a we hell of a name. Whew. Yeah, we know the owner there. She's a really nice lady. And uh yeah, man, just I I got a busy day tomorrow, so I have to go light on the on the alcohol tonight. So That's okay. Just rolling with well, the I'm doing the entire bottle if that helps, but <laughs> <laughs> no, Always not. A good decision. Yeah. I'm drinking my juice like a good boy tonight. Nice. Nice. Randy, what you got, bro? <laughs> Well, I started off with some just some regular fruit punch, and I was like, you know what? I need to spike this. So, yeah, I took, an, took a nice big old uh, thing of vodka and was just like, eh, a third of the thing will do. No so, rock garner? No fitty-fitty? No fitty-fitty. Fitty. <laughs> That's all right. Got to save some vodka. I mean, come on. I can't just guzzle it all down. No, of course not. I mean, you could, and then you could go to the ABC store and buy some more. That's right. If I even remember where it is after drinking that much vodka in one sitting. Well, I'm talking about the next day. I have to get out of bed first after that. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, uh, are you going milk or Pepsi tonight? Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper? Oh, look at you. Wow. No. Yes. How about that? Compliments. Big jug. Big jug. All he's missing is a little Cat Morgan in there, and he'd be good to go. I know. I know. One day. One day. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and knock out a little bit of football dialogue, football conversation. Uh, obviously, one of the biggest stories of the week is going to be uh, Gronkowski. You know, Gronking to remember is really, at this point, unfortunately, is his herniated disc and his back surgery. 
uh, looking like it's going to take him out for the duration of the certainly the regular season and the majority of the playoffs. So the Patriots better hope they have a very deep run. Uh, we'll see if Gronk can play again this year. But that's uh, that's tough sled, man. That's a huge takeaway uh, from this week. Obviously, huge fantasy impact. But you know, I mean, fantasy's fun, but the real world football is to me far more relevant. But that that's going to dominate a lot of headlines and a lot of stories for the week. Um, I've even seen a lot of articles. People are talking about, oh, you know, maybe this is about, you know, the end of Gronk in New England. I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. You know, and then, and then it spilled over into dialogues of, you know, is Gronk, if Gronk's career ended today, is he a Hall of Famer? And I'd say the answer is yes, he is. <laughs> because that, number one, the after party would be glorious. Yes. <laughs> the after party would be so fun. But that guy's been so dominant. I don't care that his career is short. It's the same way I feel about Terrell Davis. You know what I mean? I don't care that mm-hmm. his career is, is is relatively abbreviated. It's one of those things that if the guy stayed healthy, what what else would he have done? He would have done more. Well, yeah. you know, Gronk um, has been the de facto one tight end for a huge chunk of his career. I mean, he's been obscenely good. Uh, we could dig up all kinds of stats that, you know, yeah, f- sure. Some of it's playing with Brady. Some of it's being in that scheme. Whatever. That guy has just been uh, so ridiculously good. He's overcome a lot of injuries. You know, he's lost time to uh, forearm stuff. He had that. I don't remember who. I don't remember if it was a Chiefs player that took out his knee that one time. Um, I think it was the Chiefs. I might be wrong about that. Oh, yeah, it's the same dude that took out Brady. I think you might be right about that. You know, but but to me, Gronk would be an absolute Hall of Famer. Maybe you can make some argument that he's not first ballot, but to me, he would be a Hall of Famer. I certainly hope that this is not At something. His position, yes. Yeah, I certainly hope that this is not the beginning of the downward slide for him. But I certainly don't see a scenario where New England would be like, "All right, Gronk, thanks for the memories. Peace out. Bye." I don't think you can do that. He's he's still too incredibly valuable. But part of his story going forward may be, you know, the his decline or physical decline, depending on the injuries, uh, but his ceiling is still so obscenely high. I'm sorry, I, I just can't see New England parting ways with him. I know they've been very judicious about when to walk away from players. Here's looking at you, Darrell Revis. <laughs> I like all the stories talking about how he's ready to retire. <laughs> he's quit. I, I don't know how true any of that is, but you know, and and again, the Patriots have been really good about about parting ways with players at the right time. But I don't think Gronk's at that point yet. He's no. too damn good. The injuries suck. It's obviously unfortunate. But when he's on the field and, and healthy, fine, we can argue about his health, he's the best tight end in the league, period. Period. My favorite tweet tonight about Gronk. Mm-hmm. Gronk season ended in the most Gronk way possible. Yeah. yeah. 69 career touchdowns. 69 career yards per game, 69 career wins. And I just looked it up, and they're all correct. That's, yeah, a gronking <laughs> to remember. There you go. Thanks, yeah, Matt. That up too. Thanks, Madden Curse. That, that's a threesome 69 if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Speaking of a gronking to remember, perhaps the best <laughs> highlight of the Cowboys-Redskins game on Thanksgiving <laughs> comes courtesy, and I do mean comes courtesy, of Troy Aikman. Well, this time the Redskins put a spy on Dak Prescott. He starts to come and then he pulls out. And Prescott, he starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. Thanks, Troy. And 
and he's, <laughs> his eyes are just locked. He starts to come, and then he pulls out. He starts to come, and then he pulls out. He... <laughs> really? Starts to come, and then he pulls out. He starts to come, and then he pulls out. Really? That's the line you came up with? He starts to come, and then he pulls out. He starts to come, and then he pulls out. Seriously. Seriously, Troy. You gotta he remember. starts to come, and then he pulls out. You gotta remember, he did end up retiring because he got hit in the head one too many times. I mean, is, the, is that line dedicated to LeVar Arrington? He starts to come, and then he pulls out. <laughs> <laughs> My God, speaking of that, uh, I want you to know that the fans who threw the sex toy at the Patriots-Bills game, the infamous Bildo, have been banned for life from NFL games. Aww. <laughs> That's not cool. He starts to come and then he pulls out. <laughs> well, maybe. But Gronk, uh, best wishes, uh, not, not just because you're on my fantasy team, but I, I genuinely like that guy. I don't know. There's something about that dude, man. Like, I bet he is so fun to freaking hang out with, but such a ridiculous uh, talent. And look, I, I'm not, I'm not asking that guy to, you know, give me, you know, a breakdown of, of, you know, socioeconomics or politics or any of that. You know, I'm not asking him to go Mensa. You know what I mean? I'm not looking for that out of Gronk. Uh, so party boy, frat boy, college boy, ridiculous, whatever, man. I mean, the dude, the, the dude's fun. And I think so. You're not going to get like okay if you're at the club and there's a three minute thirty second song and you've got a thousand ones. How many can you throw in that time? Three minutes thirty seconds. He starts to come and then he pulls out. My gosh! <laughs> Way to redirect back to Troy. <laughs> anyway, at least it wasn't. A I said at least it wasn't the two minute drill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I'll take Gronk as my beer pong partner. Oh, there you go. Hell yeah, man. Uh, hey, okay. Damn, man. <laughs> That's cold, bro. That's cold, bro. Cold, bro. What was the one? You mad, bro? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You mad, bro? Uh, I also really enjoyed, uh, you know, it, you think of uh, jersey manipulations over the years, like the butt fumble jersey was great, and uh, Ron Mexico was pretty fun for its period of time. Yeah. I have to give kudos to Browns fans for recycling their old Kellen Winslow jerseys where they took the letters off or they colored over them and it says wins space zero. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best use of Ke of Kellen Winslow's jersey ever. That is wins that is zero. And you're going to be able to rock that thing the whole year because I'm pretty sure y'all stank asses are going winless, y'all. Pretty damn That's sure. Let's see. Who do they have left? Let's check this out real quick. <laughs> Does it even matter? Does it even matter? Hey, they've been a little feisty. I said a little. Yeah, but Brown's going to Brown. I mean, look, we have to give Bengals. JP. Look, let's give JPP a hand. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. It's such a Browns thing. They're down like seven or whatever. It, it, it's looking semi-reasonable. And, of course, they cough the ball up and it falls right. I mean, it was right to JPP's like bread basket. He just cradled that thing in, and got a forty-three yard like pick six. I mean, so so Cleveland. So well, they Cleveland. got the Bengals, the Bills, the Chargers, and the Steelers. Well, the Bengals are okay. terrible. I think they can get the Bengals, man. I think if they're going to get a game, that's the one they got to oh get. God. If you're a Bengals fan, I mean, how bad do you feel about that? <sighs> well, we're not going to lose in the playoffs. 
We're not going to lose in the playoffs this year at least, but we lost to the Browns. Yay! You know what? That's when I'd almost wish that that, that ranting, raving Eagles fan was a Browns fan. <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, one of my favorite stories of the week, this was on uh, Daily Snark. I don't know if any of y'all saw this. But the headline is just Philly fans start petition to have Donald Trump deport the infamous Eagles fan EDP 445. <laughs> There's an actual page. We can't have a football fan like this in our country. Please sign, guys. He hates football. Now make him pay for it. That guy's oh rants gosh. are gloriously awful. And they're certainly not safe for work. They're not safe for anything. And his, <laughs> his YouTube name is terrible. EDP. It's a, well, not very family-friendly. It's like, eat that. Stop being such a pussy. Exactly. <laughs> so that, if, you're bold enough, if you're bold enough to make that your YouTube so, name that you publish under, you know. He's not grabbing it. He's just eating it. He's probably a Trump fan. <laughs> Stop being such a pussy. <laughs> uh, Stop grabbing all that pussy, I guess. Anyway. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Anywho. But I thought that was pretty fantastic. I, I enjoyed that one. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, other thing that I thought was fantastic is, is quite frankly, we've talked about, uh, and we've given, we've given the Cowboys a fair amount of gloss. Okay, we have. They've gotten some criticism for some fortuitous, for some things that have worked out. Uh, and you can complain about strength of schedule or they've gotten lucky against teams. Well, I mean, they're 11 and 1, dude. They're good. Okay, they're good. <laughs> I'm not saying they're without flaws, but they're good. And we've given them a lot of gloss. But I was cracking up when I saw the <laughs> this this uh, this article. Daily Snark, man. Always helpful for some laughs. It says, New study finds that people who are Dallas Cowboy fans are more likely to be assholes. <laughs> Titled The Association of Mediation of the relationships between masculinity, ideology, outcome expectations, and Dallas Cowboys fandom. The study gathered a pool of 376 male participants between the ages of 16 and 65 with a median age of 24, asking them a series of questions. They found them to be assholes. (laughs) That I thought was hilarious. Every fan base has assholes, guys. Don't overreact. It's okay. It was just a funny story. Just a funny story. I'm not an asshole. He starts to come and then he pulls out. <laughs> See, this, this is where you need, like, the Spaceballs soundboard. And then you have Rick Moranis going, I'm surrounded by assholes. Nice. That's true. That would be legit. That would be legit. I'd be a fan of that. So, anyway, there's a lot of stuff NFL-wise. There's a, there's a fair amount of content, a um, couple of games. And since, obviously, again, we recorded on Thursday, um, although it is early Friday morning at this point, uh, and the Cowboys do find a way to survive against the Vikings, which, you know, sometimes it, it's your year and you find ways to win. Things, you know, certain things go your way. The Vikings fumbled and helped set up a, a cheap touchdown, really. I mean, kudos to the Cowboys for the play on that one. And then they had a chance because they scored late, man. And all they needed was a two-point conversion, and they had a penalty, a false start penalty, which moved them back five yards. And then uh, the Cowboys got away with hitting Bradford in the face, uh, in the face mask. I guess it was just a bad angle for the ref. Uh, Certainly a blown call, or in this case, a a non-call. I think Randy says something like 90% of the time they're going to call that. Uh, they usually do. They usually do. Touch a quarterback's helmet. You don't even have to hit it, and it's like, okay, flag. 
Yeah, and they got away with that one. They got away with that one. But that's I think sometimes that's just what happens, man. Certain teams that just you know they get some of the breaks, and the Cowboys have they're good, right? They're good, but they it, this is one of those games where some things went their way um, to help steal that up. So you know, kudos to them for the victory. I don't think the uh, Vikings are you know they're certainly not what they were at the beginning of the season. Tough for them. But since I hope that the Redskins make the playoffs, uh, I'm okay with the Vikings losing, you know, quite, hey, quite Justin, frankly. Yeah. We're, we're actually receiving a phone call from a guy who says he's Peter Griffin and he had some thoughts on the uh, Dallas Cowboys this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Who the hell cares? <laughs> a little early for that, Peter. <laughs> a little early for that, Peter. I mean, pretty much. I run, I win. You can... T- you can talk all the crap you want. All these Dallas fans coming out of the woodworks. Three playoff wins in 25 years. Shut up. Dude, by the way, has anybody else experienced, like, just random Cowboy fans talking to you about the Cowboys like I have? Because, like, yeah. I've had the last week, I think, four people I don't even know talk to me about the Cowboys. Really? Yes. That's super Like, just random. out and about. And all of a sudden, they just start talking to Cowboys. And I'm like... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> they were nice. nice people. I'm not going to say that. I mean, they weren't <laughs> like crazy Dallas fans. But, I mean, it's just literally just out of the woodwork, man. I'm like, wow. Okay. Dude. Yeah. I, I, you know, again, I think they're a good team. I don't know about them in the playoffs, but getting home field will be obviously huge for them if they're, if they're able <laughs> to do that. Very important. Yeah. I'm not saying they will do that, but they obviously are, are in a prime position to do that if they play well enough to lock that up then kudos to them but it is definitely interesting the resurgence of cowboys fandom is part of the story but when teams are good and the upside is there you so want to jump you know what i mean like if you're a fan you 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 just start strapping up the gear and you're ready to roll dude you just (laughs) i mean you know what i mean you just are I mean, yeah. think about how nuts Redskins fan were, uh, you know, uh, Griffin's rookie year. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just you believe and you, you're just rolling with it. You have a good time with it, man. So, I mean, I get it, but it's definitely funny because there are a lot of people I was like, I didn't even know you were a Cowboys fan. And <laughs> there you are going ape shit on my freaking Facebook feed. Well, that's because they were a Panthers fan last year. <laughs> I, I think there is a distinct possibility there. There's definitely some bandwagoning uh, happening with that. So, you know, I, I mean, it's to be expected. It's to be expected, and it's, it's normal. Every given season, there's always a team or two that overachieve, and you know, the fan bases kind of pop back up. It's kind of like game of whack a mole. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that. Um, but I mean, the, I mean, the Cowboys are you know clearly they're, they're a national. I mean that that's not they're not a regional team. You know what I mean? Like, there's there certain teams that they, they you could go anywhere in the world and you can find somebody that's a fan of them. The Steelers, definitely one of those teams. And I think the Cowboys are one of those teams. <laughs> I, I just do. And their fans have a have good reason to be vocal and to be excited and to be happy. I, I think the transition from, you know, Romo to Dak is a huge thing. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is, is phenomenal. Uh, obviously a very enjoyable run for the regular season. But, you know... <laughs> Regular season is great. Regular season is great, okay. but if you don't finish in the postseason or it falls apart in the postseason, it doesn't mean a whole bunch. 
you know, eleven wins in a row, which is again, it's it's phenomenal, but it really you, you got to win when it matters most, and that's gonna be it's gonna be in the playoffs, and playoff defense is a different animal, man. That's a different beast. It's a different beast. So we'll we'll see how that shakes out. We'll see how that shakes out. I, I will say uh, a couple things just to tie up some loose ends. Um, that Cowboys Redskins game. It's a shame that they couldn't you know get those field goals in. It certainly would have changed kind of the landscape of that game. Uh, kudos to Kirk Cousins. Uh, obviously that you know there was a lot of fourth quarter fireworks in that game. Redskins made some nice plays when they strapped up the relic caps to get back into it. Big dap to Jordan Reed, who had a pretty you know legit injury. Uh, I do not expect to see him play uh, this weekend, but and I don't think he needs to. Uh, you know, I mean, he's young enough. I, I don't. It, it's you got to make a judgment call. Um, Vernon Davis has been very good. I think much better than a lot of people expected this year. He's not the same player that Jordan Reed is. We understand that, but I think Vernon Davis can get in there and, and hold down the fort. Uh, and give Jordan Reed a little time to heal, man. Um, but a couple a couple takeaways from that game. A, I'm going to say again, I don't like the uh, Sunday night to Thursday turnaround. I think that's that's rough. Uh, I think it was very apparent with the Redskins' defense. They looked pretty gassed. Dallas did a good job. But I, I think for the Redskins with, with Fat Rob, they needed to get up on them, and they couldn't do that uh, to really kind of r- run the ball a little bit more effectively. Uh, Cousins had another monster game, but... You know, stats are nice, but if it's a loss, it's a loss. Uh, obviously, had a you know a, a nice big old bomb to Deshaun Jackson, who roasted a DB at some point. It was a fun game to watch. It was compelling. <laughs> it was entertaining. Uh, but the Redskins had an issue, man. That there were times that, that they would hold them, hold them, hold them, and then you know Dak would break off a run. You know what I mean? And they'd lose contain on Prescott, and uh, you know, it was it, that was tough. Some of that may be game plan related, but I, I certainly think the Sunday night to Thursday turnaround, I think that played a part in it for the defense. But, you know, you can't use excuses about it. It's, it's what it is. It's the game in front of you. But they, they left a little bit out there, which is, a, you know, obviously from my perspective, a bit of a shame. Uh, but I still like the Redskins' chances over the duration of, of the regular season to make some noise. Uh, that offense is good. Offense is good. Running game is not great, but Adam fat. Wait. It's it you know the run game is adequate, defense is not great, but you know if the offense is producing, that defense is is good enough to you know make a little bit of noise. Uh, I don't think it's their year. I don't think they have enough. They're not complete, uh, but I do like the upside, and I certainly think they they're going to be in the mix for the wild card. I I just don't anticipate them t- totally falling off. So they need to work on the onside kick probably, and then uh, thank you. Uh, Des Bryant and Josh Norman uh, for giving us a rebirth of the soap opera. So uh, I hope to see you <laughs> on an episode of Days of Our Lives because that was all kinds of unnecessarily dramatic. <laughs> just uh, just saying. So as far as... <laughs> Shane, let me scroll down see if I can find it. This is kind of cold, but I laughed and I, I thought you might appreciate it. Uh, I, I just wrote down Steelers, uh, Steelers 28, Colts 7. No, Andrew Luck. Let's sum up this game in two words: Antonio Brown. <laughs> I, mean, I have him in all three of my leagues. <laughs> so at least you were happy with that one. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nah, yeah. dude. Big Ben and Antonio have owned us over the last like three years, and I didn't expect anything different. So I mean, it's yeah. not like it was a big. <sighs> 
or anything no, like that. So. Not having luck. You knew it was going to be really, really, yeah. really tough sledding. Yeah, short week, no luck. Pfft. I wasn't even disappointed, dude. No. No need to be. No. There's still opportunity space. I think Indy, I think, controls their destiny for this particular season. I mean, Houston has issues. Tennessee has issues. Jacksonville, well, Jacksonville's Jacksonville. Uh, so, you know. Dude, as bad as they've been, all we need is Green Bay to win, and we beat the Jets, and then we're tied for first. See? Look at that. Yes, sir. We're on it. <laughs> yeah, right. man. That's, you know, the Packers, kudos, kudos to Green Bay, man. They needed that. Surprisingly, their their defense held up a little little bit better than I think most people would have anticipated them to do. But that's okay. Well, they man. have one of the corners back, one of the good corners yeah. back. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. So, just out of curiosity, um, any particular impressions or takeaways from the Green Bay game, Matt? I think for me, yeah, Aaron's going to have to play pretty much like that every week, which is a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask. He, if, if anybody can do it, he can do it. Mm-hmm. If there's any one quarterback you would feel safe that could put that kind of consistent production up other than maybe like a Tom Brady. Well, you have to be happy with uh, kind of the breakout of Devontae Adams over the course of the season. I think he's 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 been fairly productive. Rodgers, he's going to have to play lights out. Defense has problems. If they can get a couple of bodies back and get a few people healthy, that that's good. I think part of this was the expectation of the Eagles' defense uh, being a little bit better than they showed in that game. Uh, not that I mean, twenty-seven to thirteen is something like they gave up fifty, but Green, Green Bay was—it just felt like they had that game. Uh, and some of that was an attitude thing. I don't like in the Packers' defense. I largely just feel it's garbage at this point. But uh, their run game is so-so. But if they're going to have any success, whatever it may be this year, it's going to flow through Rodgers. Mm-hmm. It has to. So, you know, that's one of those things that if they can put points on the board, um, it gives their defense a chance um, to kind of go after the, you know, pass rush and, and go after another another team. Um, you know. I mean, we could have I, a, a I don't bend. know what they're going to do, but. We could have a bend, and I mean bend pretty hard, but not break defense. Yeah. If I can get that, I'll be happy. Well, I, mean, I know we're going to play teams that are going to be able to put points up. My, yeah. I think that depending on what Seattle team we get, we could run the table up. The Seattle game is going to be interesting because uh, Lord knows they're not as bad as they looked uh, against Tampa Bay. And, you, uh, dude, I think we all have to give uh, <laughs> some kudos to the Bucks for sticking it to Kansas Ooh. City. Who saw that? And then absolutely just dropping the hammer on the Seahawks, man. And you know what? I normally wouldn't do this, but the Seahawks, yo, y'all for real? Y'all get the fail horn. That was ugly. That was one Dude, of the that... ugliest games I've seen in a long... 14 to 5? <laughs> really? God. That's like a high-scoring baseball game. I mean, that's yeah. a fat bag of butt suck. And really... Well, Russell Wilson got sacked six times. Oh, they, got picked off twice. Yeah, Tampa Bay was all over him, man. The Bucks did a tremendous job. Tremendous job. Uh, they got a couple of scores early. Um, Mike Evans with the two TD catches, a uh, three-yarder and a 23-yarder. You know, They got up on him early, and they just brought the defensive heat, dude. Understand this. 
not only was the Bucks third down defense absolutely phenomenal over the duration of the game, at one point in the third quarter, the Seahawks had one passing yard. One. Hmm. For the game. Not in the quarter. For the game. The Bucks looked like the Legion of Boom out there. It was ridiculous. And then when, even when they, they did look like they were going to do something with it, they, they'd fumble it. I mean, you know, Jimmy Graham coughed one up midway through the fourth. Just, you know, and, and the Bucks made a couple of mistakes. But, man, the Seahawks didn't convert a third down until two minutes left in the fourth quarter. You're not going to win a lot of football games like that. If the Bucks can get uh, Muscle Hamster back to where a resemblance of what he was and get a couple more receiving threats, that team's going to be dangerous. And then they might not make an, uh, a noise, but they can definitely play spoiler the rest of the season. Oh, yeah, sure they going can. Going in next year, they're going to be a team to watch out for, I think. Well, they're young. They, they look like they're on the rise. I, I think consistency is something they have to address. But, they, you know, when they play well, that that surprisingly good. Not ready to annoy them to anything. Jameis Winston was a top pick, and Mike Evans is a top receiver, and then that defense is coming along. Sorry to cut you off, Matt, but... Evans is a beast, bro. That's a team that, I mean, still could make a run this year. They can still win that division. That division isn't sold up yet. They could, no. But they're going to have to win the division to get in the playoffs. Nobody, the wild card's not coming through there. I don't think. We'll see. If, if they play that well to finish out the year, they might be able to pill for one of them. But, I mean, that's really contingent on, on the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Redskins, obviously. Because I think that those are the teams that are in the driver's seat. Cowboys for the division, but the Giants and the Redskins for the wild card. I'm not sure how much wiggle room the Redskins have. One game, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Not, maybe not even then. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I, I think they, they may be able to take one loss, one more loss, and then their tie might actually help them. Which sounds, yeah, I've heard that. Which sounds weird to say, but it's very conceivable that the tie with the Bengals, as awful as that was, uh, may end up bailing them out of something, but... In my head, I kind of feel like they can have one more loss. After that, I feel like that's going to knock them out of the playoffs. See, I think Dallas has got two, maybe three losses that could possibly happen. I think the Giants are going to beat them because I just think the Giants got Dallas's number. And I think if the number one seed is wrapped up, and we pretty much we think it, it will be, they're going to they're gonna sit Dax and let Romo come in and for maybe a quarter or two and, and do his thing in, in the final game. Starts to come and, and think, he pulls out. He, <laughs> he starts to and come then, uh, and then he pulls out. And then I think <laughs> the team to watch out for Dallas has to play is Tampa Bay. Yeah, it depends on what Tampa Bay team we get. I mean, so two, maybe three. So yeah. that'll put them at 12 and four. Yeah. Mm. At the worst. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just. I look at Dallas and they're in the to me they're in the driver's seat for the division and for home field. If they if they finish out the year strong, they're sitting pretty, and for them to get the games to run through Dallas would be huge. They're still gonna win in the second round. I mean still gonna lose in the second round. Well, they're not ready. They may not be ready. We're gonna find that out. 
We're, we're going to find that now, out. Now, here's an interesting phrase that I didn't think I'd say anytime soon, but looking at what Tampa Bay's got left on their schedule, they have a really good shot of actually finishing over 500, which is amazing, all things considered, how bad this team has been for so many years. Good for them. It is I mean, good they got two games against the Saints left. They got a game against the Panthers. They got the Chargers this weekend. And like Matt said, they got the Cowboys. But it's in Dallas, so that's. But I mean, you know, they beat Seattle. They beat Kansas City. I mean, it, they've even taken out. They've split the season series with Atlanta. So it's not impossible. Dude, no. they snuck in at the sixth seed. Man, we could see Tampa Bay and the Raiders in the Super Bowl again. <laughs> not going that far. <laughs> They've already lost to the Raiders this year, so that would be interesting. We're not going yeah. that far. Kudos to the Raiders, by the way, who had were all all kinds of just up on the Panthers. Then Carr gets knocked out with that sideways pinky thing going on. Oh. Again, the dedication to the Chiefs kick. <laughs> um, <laughs> Panthers get back in that thing and take the lead. I, I think they scored, if I remember correctly, they scored 25 unanswered points. Which is pretty ridiculous. You would be correct. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Oakland's defense is going to be a problem. I mean, Khalil Mack is obviously a beast, but their defense, from a playoff football standpoint, is going to be a it's going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue. But Raiders, uh, first time they've clinched a win. I mean, first winning season they've had since two thousand and two. But looking at the makeup of this team, the direction they're going, it's not going to be the last. Not going to be the last, but uh, Cleo Mack is just phenomenal, man. There was a play in that game where it, he was coming after Cam. Troy, you don't even need to say it, okay? Uh, is going after Cam. <laughs> and Cam drops back, spins, just lobs the ball up. It's a terrible screen pass, but, you know, Mack just picks off, goes right in the end zone. I mean, Mack is, is phenomenal, but the defense has some holes. Because I think that's going to be what, what does them in. Dude, did they get out on Smith this season? That'll help him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. If his head's right and he stays on the field, I mean, Smith's got baggage, but he's also he's he also baggage, has skills. He, he can play. Have Gordon baggage. Yeah. He might have finally learned his lesson, unlike Josh Gordon. Yeah, well, we'll find out pretty soon. Hey, quick question. Yeah. Um, did Antonio Cromartie take Troy Aikman's advice? Obviously not. Hey, Troy, have you talked to uh, Cromartie? He starts to come and then he pulls out. Thirteen times. He starts to come and then he pulls out. Right. Twelve times. Whoa. He starts to come and then he pulls out. Eleven times. <laughs> Did Sean Kemp take his advice? <laughs> he starts to come and then he pulls out. Definitely not. Did the Duggers or Dugers or whatever take his he advice? He starts to come and then he pulls out. No. Never fake the funk on a nasty dunk, man. Did Mark take the advice? <laughs> Who wants to sex Matumbo? <laughs> Not to my house. <laughs> Don't pull out to my house. <laughs> yeah. Did Mark take his advice? I don't know. He figured it out. Yeah. Anyway. I was thinking you might go like Backstreet Boys, man. Thought you might. You did. <laughs> <laughs> she likes it in the back way. Whoa, 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 oh, no. whoa, whoa. Dear sweet Jesus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's toxic, brother. Oh, it must be that text I just got. That's toxic. Sorry. 
What the hell? <laughs> so when Garth Brooks uh, sang, we gotta, we gotta shake that one off, bro. When, when when Garth Brooks sang, I got friends in low places. That's where Whitfield stays, resides. Oh wow! Uh huh. <laughs> Justin going country. There's some. <laughs> I'm always standing outside the fire. Look, look, I would, you know, I'm not a big country guy, but I do like Garth. All right. I would totally go see him in concert. I would. And I would have so much fun when he played this song. I totally would. would love it. That's right. So, yeah, you do. God. <laughs> I got women in love. You got women in no places, Mr. Single. <laughs> <laughs> you got women in no places. Okay? Let's get it right. Matt's going to have to shake that one off, bro. <laughs> I need to break free of this no women in low places. <laughs> I dreamed. <laughs> mm-hmm. He dreamed a dream that plenty of failhorn or plenty of fatties or plenty of fish, one of the three, would pay off with something other than the five digits <laughs> on Lisa Left Hand Lopez. <laughs> 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 Lord. End of the road. Yeah, man. There you go. Mm-hmm. Be careful where you put your hand, man. You don't want to be standing outside the fire with that thing. You know what I'm saying? Swear. Well. I'm sure some of our listeners are saying, I can't go for that. So maybe we should redirect back to football. What do you think? I think at this point, the listeners for a third time are asking you to shake it off and let's move on. You know what? You're right. You're right. I, I hadn't. <laughs> You're right. You know what? You're... Look, Shannon. Shake it off. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. What are we saying, Whitfield? I think Todd's thinking I need to get Rickrolled or something. You probably do need to get Rickrolled. And I, you know, Todd, Todd, Todd. Tickets to go, um, to go see Rick Astley and get Rickrolled. Dude. I would totally, Shannon, if we can orchestrate this with Todd, I think we absolutely should go see Rick, a Rick Astley at the National. He has no idea who the hell we are. I don't know if, Randy, would you go to see Rick Astley? Well, we'd be drinking beer. I mean, if the brew is going, we might as well all go together and just get drunk. I mean, then we can hold our, look, then we can hold our beers while he does the song, Never Gonna Give You Up. It'd be great. We'd just have our beers in our hand. 
my buddy Hanbury looks at, works at Comfort. We can go there, get toasty, then head over. Oh to Oh my God! The yeah, the last time we went to Comfort after I, I think it was after a show, dude. Yeah, he treated us right, man. That's for sure. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah, Hanbury. Yes, if we go get Rickrolled, man, we're gonna go get drunk at your place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Rick rolled. Okay. We totally got off track with all kinds of things there, but we do need, let's read right to football. Cause we need to start wrapping up and getting out of here. Okay. Something break free, right? That's right. Oh my God. Yes. Shannon, because we are going to need to be able to break free from this podcast. That's from Mark. That's right. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. I'm glad that you always know how to, you know, set up stuff and let those sound bites go. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yep, he lets it go like a D step poo. Yep. Again, Carnival Cruises find forty million dollars. D stat, I know you had a hand in that. Is it just me, or does it seem like he's gonna betray the fuck out of you? Yes. See, didn't they have some um thing go wrong with like waste getting um dropped out of Hillary Clinton's bus? I thought that was D stat. You're confusing Hillary Clinton's bus with the Dave Matthews band. <laughs> Just saying. He's begging for a fail horn, uh, you know this. Yes. He's living in the Failhorn, man. I mean, what does Arnold say? <laughs> uh, 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 I mean, uh, what does uh, what does Arnold say? What Arnold got to say about this to me? I mean, what, what does Arnold got to say? He let says, me talk to Arnold, man. Let me talk to so Arnold. So shut up! Arnold doesn't want to talk to you. Up. Stop it! I'm a cop, no, you I'm idiot! Stop, stop whining! You, well, you must I'm be very not. proud of yourself. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. One of us is in deep trouble. He's that. Stop being such a pussy! I'm not. You want to fuck with me? I want to know what's yes. going on, and I want to know right now. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? He do nothing right now. Recovering from knee replacement surgery. That's what he's doing. Yeah, he's yelling at some nurses. Yeah, nice. Anyway, all right. Let's shift some gears, man. Let's let's uh, touch base on a couple of things. Shift some gears. Yeah, well, shift. If you if you heard shit some gears, that's on you. Hey guys, let's shit some gears. Great, great. I can see how the wrap up a clock on this podcast is going to go straight to freaking hell. What? We're not already there. Of course we are. If you. If you imagine that there would be a podcast without rampant stupidity, <laughs> bad sound bites, and other drops that make no sense, if you thought we couldn't say something as stupid as let's shit some gears, you were wrong. You're listening to the sports brew. That's right. You know you're going to get some randomness. You're gonna get that too. November lame. Anyway, all right. Let's sh- <laughs> let's shit some gears, guys. <laughs> uh, Chiefs Broncos. Uh, kudos to the Chiefs for for finding a way to pull that thing out, man. Justin Houston, absolute beast uh, over the course of that game, and that was an ugly start. 
one guy that deserves a, a, a tip of the glass, a, a raise of the glass, tip of the glass, from kicking some ass, man. Tyreek Hill, God bless, dude. Uh, oh, that wow. guy, oh. holy moly, man. Let me let me let me run this by you real quick. All right, Tyreek Hill had a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and a kick return touchdown in this game. Do you know the only other person to do that? No. 1965. Old school. Both were rookies yes. at the time. Gail Sayers? Gail Sayers, brother. Okay. He is one of two players to have pulled off this hat trick. Pretty freaking fantastic. That's phenomenal. All right, pretty freaking fantastic. Uh, kind of an ugly game, though, out of the gate. And again, it was oddly compelling. But Justin Houston, pretty much, just an absolute beast. Force of safety. They they got up two zero in the second quarter. Yeah, I know that sounds great. Yeah, two zero, buddy. Uh, but that's when Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, he took the free kick back. Man, it was an eighty four yard kick return. Uh, and one of my favorite parts. And some people, you know, were were dumping all over this, but I loved the fact that Hill was rocking a high five with a teammate right before getting in the end zone. That's awesome. I yes. thought that was absolutely fantastic, dude. That was absolutely fantastic. Um, but, you know, in the fourth quarter, it's 16 to 10 Chiefs, dude. You know, Broncos rally up. Uh, Simeon, you know, dropped a nice throw to Emmanuel Sanders for a touchdown. 17-16, under eight minutes to go. Broncos got the ball back. Uh, it was third and two at the 24, and Simeon just had this little jump pass uh, to Benny Fowler, who absolutely cranked up the Jets and just pounded out a 76-yard touchdown. It was 24-16. And, you know, Alex Smith had, had certainly not had a fantastic game. But they turned it on when it mattered most. They start grinding down the field. And that's when you had that, I guess, if you're a Broncos fan, maybe you're a little salty about it, you know, because uh, Tyreek Hill got the first down, but that's not the play that matters. It's it's the first and goal where Smith hit Hill, and he was called down right outside the end zone. But, I mean, he did legitimately bobble the ball. So he didn't have control of it until he rolled in the end zone. I mean, it, it, it's amazing how that worked out. Because had he actually had control of the ball out of the gate, he would have been down at the one, or at least outside of the end zone. And they had issues. I mean, that clock was rolling down. It got down to one second before the refs decided to review that play. The Chiefs were almost out of there right at that moment. It was the right call because the ball wasn't secure until they crossed the goal line. They needed the touchdown and the two-point conversion. They got it, 24-24. Welcome to overtime, man. But if you were a fan in the stands, you know you, you know if you're a Broncos fan in the stands, you're pissed. <laughs> you know you were pissed. Oh, yeah. But it was the right call. It was the right call. I guess the, the big thing with this game is I don't so much have an issue with, you know, the Broncos going for the field goal. 62 yards is long. All right, I get it. I think my gripe would be that they didn't do something on third. If they knew they were going to go, if they knew that it was likely they were going to kick a field goal, my only real gripe is that they didn't pick up at least some yards on third. Yeah, to knock five or six off of that. <clears throat> I actually appreciated the guts that. Um, yeah, they I don't want them going for the field goal. I, you know, you could do the. You know the safe thing and punt it away, and then obviously let your defense save the day. But I, I, I like the guts it took. I really do. 
Yeah, I, I can appreciate that because Troy Aikman is um, all about the safe thing. He starts to come and then he pulls out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, keep going, Jay. I, I, I was thinking more along of uh, Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. Yeah. You know, you don't play for the tie. Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman lays to win the game. He starts to come and then he pulls out. Just saying. <laughs> anyway, but no, I mean, <laughs> you're right. You're right, Shannon. You're right. Keep going. Uh, yeah, like I say, man, it's it, I just appreciate the guts. Um, is is it in retrospect a tough call? Sure, of course. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Of course it is. At the time, it always I, is. I loved it. Yes, it's risky, but sometimes you roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah. If yeah. he hits it, he's a freaking genius. Yeah. If he misses it, he's an idiot. It's like <laughs> Belichick on the fourth and two against Indianapolis back in the day when it was fourth and two at the Indianapolis, what, 28 or something, and mm -hmm. he went for it and didn't get it and gave Peyton Manning a short field. Whoa. Well, Peyton Manning was on fire the entire second half. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it, sometimes. This is, I was going to say, this is with like a little over a minute left in overtime. I mean, you playing for the tie, or you playing to win. He tried to win. Tried to win. I have no issue there at all. No, it, it, it doesn't bother me. I think no, my my, I, my I only gripe would be not trying to pick up some yardage on third. I mean they, yeah. they went they they went uh they went for a big throw and they didn't get a penalty and and I think that was Benny Fowler, uh and he couldn't bring it in. But you know I I would have liked to have seen them try to knock off some of the yardage. Yeah, that would like have been maybe helpful. a draw or a, yeah. a, a little swing pass to the running yeah, back see, just to get a few yards. Yeah, see if you can pick up five, five to seven. To make that, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, McManus has leg. You know, it's a good setup for him to boot a kick. Um, I would I, that would have been nice, but that's okay. I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have an issue with the, it. Didn't work out, and sometimes that happens. You're going to go for the win. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it doesn't work. I think what'll be curious as an offshoot is if we'll see what happens from a record standpoint as we, you know, hone in on the playoffs. It might be one of those things where the tie would have been very helpful for them. Mm -hmm. And and a, the conservative thing would have been punt the damn ball and then see what they can do. But maybe they felt like, you know, the Chiefs the Chiefs are going to be able to move the ball, and they just want you just they just wanted to end it. I appreciate going for the win. Same here. I appreciate going for the win. Not I was going to make it, but he certainly is capable of that kind of kick. Very capable of that. So. I think the setup before the kick is where I have beef, not the kick itself. Speaking of kickers, by the way, uh, Justin freaking Tucker, dude. <laughs> Holy crap, that guy. Kicked the hell out of everything. Look, you know you had a good day as a kicker when you can do this bag of stupidity at your post-game press conference. That smells like up, dog. What's up, dog? Nothing much, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you can do that, you had a good day. <laughs> smells like up dog in here. That smells like up dog. What's up, dog? Nothing much, man. So do. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. I can't believe he actually did that. I can't believe he did that. Ridiculous. I mean, hell, that's something from when we were kids. Yeah, I mean, that's it, just. When was the last time that was actually successfully done? <laughs> I guess right then. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You know what I mean? Old school. <laughs> so, so stupid. Uh, the other thing I really loved from this game was, uh, and, and it was ugly. It, it, it was a 1914 game. I mean, it was gross. 
Uh, Justin Tucker, though, um, just talk about him for just a moment. Uh, four field goals, three of them over 50. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for help, uh, helping to seal my win over Randy in uh, the Sports Brew League. Uh, but Tucker had 199 yards of field goals, which is, wow. more, which is more yardage than five quarterbacks had in Week 12. <laughs> so that was pretty ridiculous. funny. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, also loved late in the fourth quarter how the Ravens blocked or batted down like four pass attempts from Dalton. That was a hoot. And the Ravens wrapped up the game by wrapping up every single Bengal they could <laughs> on the punt attempt. And clearly, clearly they listened to, you know, whether it was Cromarty or Troy Aikman, they learned some lessons. He starts to come and then he pulls out. Because they definitely learned how to wrap up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fourth quarter, 11 seconds to go. And remember, a game can end on an, an, an offensive penalty. And they held the shit out of everybody, dude. Yeah, they did. That was crazy. It's almost like a slow song, you know? Like, let me hold you tight. Let me hold you tender. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember seeing a game end in that way before. I don't. But it's great coaching. It's great coaching. It's great coaching. But you know, Harbaugh would have complained ridiculously had that been done against him. Don't you think? Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine if the Patriots had done that to the Ravens? How much that guy would have bitched? Well, his last name is Harbaugh, after all. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that stuff because I, it's one of those things that's in the rule books, and it's. If you are in, if the situation dictates it, and you're smart enough to leverage it and take advantage of it, I think it's pretty funny. So, kudos to them. Kudos to them. Not not a pretty game by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and Justin Tucker, what's up, dog? So goofy, man. But uh, I tell you what, let's talk about some big takeaways or big impressions from uh, the week that was, and then we'll, let's just wrap up and get out of here. So, uh, Shannon, for you. Uh, obviously, you get luck back. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the Colts, but whether it's the Colts or whether it's just the you know the rest of the league, uh, any big impressions, takeaways, or thoughts for Week Twelve, and then what we're looking at going forward. Uh, the Bays, Tampa Bay, and Green Bay need to build on these wins. They yeah. need to build on this momentum. Um, they have very good opportunities to win their divisions. They just have to be, go get it. All right. Fair enough. Um, they've got they've got franchise quarterbacks, and you know people are doubting them, and they just need to step up and take it. Fair point, Randy. Any big uh, takeaways from the week that was? Would the real Seattle Seahawks please stand up? Which team? You know, which team are we going to get every single week out of these guys? Obviously, their biggest weakness seems to be their offensive line. That's an issue. Even even though these guys do tend to really get going this time of year, this is their time of year. This is when they start running the gambit and trying to make the playoffs and going on their big run. But typically, man, I mean, what Tampa Bay did was absolutely amazing. I was blown away by just how strongly that team was just fired up all game long and just took it to Seattle. Like I've never seen them taken to them before. Yeah. No, so that team is definitely a dangerous team to watch out for, especially like Shannon says, if they can keep building on that. Whew, if they be a tough out, if, if they if they play complete games, yeah, they're gonna be a really tough out. Um, Winston, you gotta like his from a from a football standpoint. Doesn't matter if you like him, the person, but from a football standpoint, his progression is legit. Mike Evans is 
absolutely legitimate. That guy's a stud. Tampa Bay's going to be an interesting watch over the duration of the season. In that division, uh, maybe they can get into the playoffs. I we'll see. But, you know, the, the defense, that, that was a hell of an effort by them. Was, they schemed it beautifully. They played it beautifully. They were all over Russell Wilson. I mean, they, they just they brought the lumber, man. They were ready to play, and maybe that was for the, you know, in part with uh, the cornerback whose father passed away. Werner, I think. Yes. Uh, you know, it, that's obviously emotional. Uh, I don't know how much that that played into that defensive effort, but, man, they had the game plan. They had the execution. Um, I think Seattle really missed ProSize. I think that was abundantly clear. And, it, look, I, I don't expect them to have a game that where they show up like that again this year. And the Panthers, I think the Panthers are in, are are really in for a tough game. For the Seahawks to take that kind of, you know, for all the things that went wrong, the things that they did not do well, the struggles they had, issues they had, I think they're going to roll proper against uh, Carolina. So Carolina better be ready to strap them up and go. Uh, yeah. Absolutely better Most be. Definitely. Yeah. But uh, they're weird. That was a strange game. That was, I was watching them like, what are you, what the hell? <laughs> What's going on? So, uh, before I forget, uh, kudos Tom Brady uh, tying uh, Peyton Manning with his 200th win, if I remember correctly. Yes. So, mm-hmm. that that's a big deal. Um, also, uh, to the Atlanta Falcons, who, as much as I dump on and I call a fraud, uh, I thought they did a hell of a job against the Cardinals. I don't know if Taylor Gabriel is legitimately good or they have just found a way to exploit some things with that guy. I will say that, that dude is fast as hell. Yeah, he is. Oh, Tyre- yeah, definitely. Let me tell you, you know, every once in a while, you know, because NFL players are fast, but every once in a while there's just somebody you watch and you're like, holy crap. You know what I mean? And Tyreek Hill with the Chiefs and then Taylor Gabriel with the Falcons, you watch those guys move and run, they are obscenely quick. If you get Gabriel the ball in some degree of space, that guy can make defenses look silly. He did it twice to the Cardinals. On a, a, he had, a, two screen passes in particular were the big ones, man. 35-yard screen pass they took to the house, and then a 25-yard, you know, another little bubble screen, and, and he was off. But just watch him make the moves and the cuts and just juke the, the – just break the, def, the defender's ankles, man. Use a basketball term. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I will say before I forget, I did like the fact that the, uh, you know, because uh, Gabriel was a Brown, <laughs> didn't do a whole <laughs> bunch with Cleveland, and they released him on September 3rd. And so they, you know, on the, his Wikipedia page, of course, it talks about how he was, you know, released and all this. Um, I, <laughs> it's kind of dirty pool, but the Falcons tweeted a thanks at Browns with <laughs> the entry from his Wikipedia page showing the Browns cutting him. Savage, as they say. Wow. Savage. That is pretty. That, that's the um, that's the so savage. You just got to take a minute to admire it. Yes, that was well done, man. <laughs> that was well done. That so, was well done. Wow. Well, I guess over the duration of the season, I'm very curious to see what Green Bay does. I certainly hope that uh, you know the Redskins uh, ball out. Um, a little wor- worried about Jordan Reed, but I hope that Vernon Davis can step in and, and play good football. Uh, he's going to get targets. So looking forward to that. 
again, I think the Redskins maybe can eat one more game, but probably going to have to, you know, to, their best shot's going to just be, you know, control your destiny, win out. But I think one more loss, realistically, they can eat that. Uh, any more than that, and I'm going to be uh, extremely concerned for their opportunities and chances going forward. But, you know, them's the breaks. Uh, as far as the Packers, uh, that division is still up for grabs. We'll see what they do. Uh, Brock Osweiler, you're still a hot, steaming bag of garbage. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just the reality of it at the moment. But I don't know. That's, that's about where I'm at with football, man. About done. Yeah. I so. think there's five games this weekend that are pretty compelling, especially as since we're getting closer to playoffs. Yeah. And I mean, Houston versus Green Bay is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Just because Houston has to you know, step up and actually prove that they deserve to win the division. But for Packers, it's do or die. So it's yeah. two interesting stories from both teams on that one. You got Buffalo versus Oakland because you don't know which Bills defense you're going to get. And if they have any hopes of making it to the playoffs, they have to show up this weekend Yes, against the, against the Raiders. Then you have the Giants and the Steelers, which is going to be either it's going to be a shootout, which could, given the way the Steelers' defense is, is more than likely, or will the Quite Giants' possible. defense can or will the Giants defense continue to just dominate everybody like they have been? Because that's been their the main reason why they've been winning. Well, let's just hope Plaxico Burris doesn't show up to that game. <laughs> Whoa. Shots fired. I mean, he did play for both teams, so. Very true. <laughs> nice. Uh, the fourth game here is definitely the Redskins-Cardinals. Because mm-hmm. for the Cardinals, I mean, it's do or die. For the Redskins, this is the... One of those games they should win. This is, you know, as you've always said, good teams win the games they're supposed to win, and this yep. is the way the Cardinals have been this year. This is definitely would will show everyone I'm right at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this will show everybody. The Air- Redskins are definitely legit. Arizona is certainly one of the year's big disappointment. I mean, Carolina, uh, Arizona, those two teams off the top of my head, huge disappointments this year. Uh, there are undoubtedly others. Um, I mean, we knew Denver was going to be in for a transition period post Peyton, so I don't think we're shocked by some of the issues they've had. But you know, Arizona, huge disappointment. Huge disappointment. Uh, but I will take my Redskins fandom uh, <laughs> plus one. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I hope that they show up. But uh, Arizona, yeah. Arizona's not going to roll over. They better be. They better show up ready. They got to show oh, up yeah. prepared because Arizona is still a good team. Even if their season is kind of swirling the the toilet bowl, that's okay. And the the last game here, yeah. I even though Matt was complaining about it, throw out the records here: Panthers and Seahawks. Those two teams always go at each other all the time. I mean, just hard. It's ne- there's never it's never a dull moment between these two teams. They always just fight each other tooth and yeah, nail. That should end up being a good football game. Uh, there, there are some good matchups, good potential matchups coming. So. Looking forward to that. Good call, Randy. Good call. Do you have a fail of the week, bro? I'd like to think that, I mean, it's a shame I can't blame the kickers like the week before because that would be <laughs> real easy. But if I had to choose, oh, what, who would be the one to actually tackle for this this time around? That's all right. Because there's, there's quite a few, uh, quite a few fails. What can I say? He starts to come and then he pulls out. <laughs> Yeah, we could go with Troy Aikman on that one, couldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I think what I will do is 
I'm going to go with the Bengals just because without A.J. Green, the, that offense is so anemic now mm-hmm. that I don't know how the how they're even a good team at this point. They're not. They're 3-7, and seven, I mean, dude. They're not a good team. It's, it's just It just amazes me how much of a difference one player makes. You would think that, but it could be the coaching too. I mean, no Hugh Jackson. Well, I mean, they, if they weren't great with A.J. Green. They're just significantly worse without him. I mean, Dalton did everything he could, but, you know, still, I mean, against Baltimore of all teams, that, that division is just a bunch of ugly. What can I say? There's definitely some fugly stuff in there. Matt, you got any takeaways before we get out of here? No, nah, but I got a fail of the week. What's what's your fail of the week, bro? J.R. Smith. Oh, <laughs> nice. <clears throat> that was pretty bad. Uh-huh. I guess, I guess they don't play defense till like February. Yeah. <laughs> defense? What's that, man? What you talking about? Shacked in the fool, on. dude. Shacked in the fool. Pretty much. Never fake a funk on that nasty dunk. That's right, man. That's right. High five your teammates, and your guy gave up a dunk. Meh. <laughs> it wasn't even his teammate. It was the guy on the other team. Meh. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, his his opponent got the easy dunk. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Let's wrap up and get out of here, dude. It's late. Yeah, let's go. I'm it's feeling late. it. You know, I've enjoyed my beverages. I got to finish this one out and crash out and go to sleep. We look, we covered a lot of we covered a lot of territory, man. We did. I think we did. I think we. I think we're good, man. I think we're good. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I do want to say uh, one thing, uh, only so I don't forget about it. Uh, I do like the fact that uh, Vince Carter shared a moment with a fan who flew fourteen hours to see him play. <laughs> wow. Chinese fan, 14 hours, and she only wanted to see good old Vinsanity. And she got to shake Carter's hand and, and talk to him and hang out with him for a moment before getting a photo. I thought that That's was awesome. a, I thought that was a really cool moment, man, because she's so stoked. She's so she's clearly super excited and so stoked about getting that opportunity. So, yep. She had a sign that said it took me 14 hours from China, you know, to Dallas just for my whatever chance or whatever to meet Vince Carter. That is awesome. Yeah. That was nice. That was good to see. It's one of those things that occasionally you get that little reminder, you know, some of the good stories and some of the fun stuff, you know, some of the fun stuff. It's nice. Anyway. Oh, Oh, and one thing. Yeah. 2016. Stop it. Stop it already. You already, I mean, take oh, that. yeah. What was that? What was that picture at the meme I had? It was like man of the year or something. It was like the Grim Reaper. Death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw a meme today. It said first roll of 2017. Don't talk about 2016. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Kill it with fire. I mean, Florence Henderson, man. Come on, yo. We, we lose, yeah. I mean, the, what, that was an entire soccer team that got taken out? On top oh, of yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I mean, with the plane what? going down. Yeah, that was so sad, man. All the pitches, the fans. Um, and then the, the players that didn't that weren't on the flight, that were in the locker room. You see oh, those guys? Uh, I, mean, I mean, all of that is so awful. All of that is so awful. 
I don't. Year 2016. It's the Christmas season. For what we want for Christmas is for you to stop it. Stop. Yeah, Arnold has a message for you. Yeah, the the bad joke is like, what was that thing where uh, people would be like, uh, like somebody famous or whoever would die, and they were like, "Can you please take a Kardashian?" And it <laughs> and it's really it's really terrible, right? I mean, it's it's really terrible. Yeah. That is the running joke. You idiot! <laughs> Did you say stop it, Shannon? Stop it, yes. you son of a yeah, bitch! And as 2016 gets on my lawn, I yell. That's right, man. Whoop! Wrong soundbite. Get off my lawn! There you go. <laughs> as the music players. That's right. Fair enough. <laughs> oh yeah, man. The the the, the, the death beatdown continues. Death beatdown. Twenty nine days, fellas. Twenty nine days. I know. I know. I know. Brady Bunch. That's right, man. I have not seen this show in a long time. God, it's so weird. Tom, is that you? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. no, because he did what Troy Aikman preaches. Well, I I think before he got with Giselle, I, I don't think he did what Troy Aikman preached uh, in in that particular capacity, my friend. He starts to come and then he pulls out. Anyway, uh, he may have pulled out too late. He's got a kid with Bridget Moynihan, Denny. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. He starts to come and then he pulls out. <laughs> Not in time, friend. Not in time. Not in time. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is... It, it's going to go downhill. I can tell. It's, it's going to go downhill just, if we continue. Yeah. We need to get that sound bite. What? And then right after that sound bite, go into Maury Povich. You are not the father. Look, living La Vida Choka. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, fantasy rapist. Oh, oh. Oh, good Lord. Shots fired. Look, 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 last place in the Keeper League. Zip your face. Listen, first place in the Money League. Until Randy takes you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Randy's taking... Why? I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh so hard if Randy beats you. Anyway. If Randy All right. beats me, I'm coming over to your house and beat your butt. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Better pack a lunch and a dinner. And some breakfast, too. I'm going to kick you in the nuts and run. And they don't have a clue. Who? They'll fall in love, and here's the bottom line. <laughs> Man, that's Mark's song. <laughs> yeah. Better hope love don't get you, man. He might freaking powerbomb you. He, he might, man. Anyway, that's all right. You know, if, if, Matt, happens to, if Matt happens to walk <laughs> o- Look, if Matt happens to walk over here, totally... I'm just going to yell that at him, man. It'll be great. It'll be great. More like, go mow my lawn. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, bitch. Why don't you come over here and mow my lawn? You're right. You're right. Hell yeah. Mow my lawn. That was funny. <laughs> come mow my lawn. Know your role. Anyway. 
right, look, we're the sports crew. Let's get out of here, man. Uh, look, enjoy the weekend. A lot of, a lot of big games coming up, whether it's uh, you know college football or the NFL. Uh, it's crunch time, man. It is crunch time. So, huh? Say it again. This December football. December football, man. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Cream rises to the top. So they say. <laughs> I was, I was, go- I was gonna make that. Yeah, well, yes. Either it- way you're going. <laughs> Ins- Everybody knows where you're going with this. Insert Troy Aikman. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He- As I said, the cream rises to the top. Starts to come and then he pulls out. So enjoy the weekend. <laughs> enjoy the weekend. <laughs> Enjoy the weekend and pull out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. <laughs> On that note, dude, it's two o'clock in the morning. We are the sports brew. Yeah. As always, you can. I, no, I don't forgive you. He starts to come and then he pulls out. <laughs> no. <laughs> As always, keyword sports and brewing finals on iTunes, Podbean, uh, Brady Loves uh, Funnel Cake Sports Radio, I think, LiveSportsCaster.com, uh, Android Play, and all kinds of other jibba jabba junk, sports, dude. Radio Blitz. Radio Blitz. Smart Sports. Yeah, man. Shannon knows. Shannon knows. Look, it's all over the place. Keyword sports and brew to the things we know that you love. So, from all of us to all of you, enjoy the football, enjoy the games, and don't worry. We'll talk about more basketball more baseball and more other rando stuff as the seasoning as the seasoning as the season goes on but troy aikman he starts to come and then he pulls out this bud's for you and on that note and on that on that note i think we should all pull out of this podcast he starts to come and then he pulls out catch on the flip side y'all he starts to come and then he pulls out peace <laughs> good night do you think should Rick should Rick Astley like Rick roll Troy Aikman? He starts to come and then he pulls out. Starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He got to give it up, right? He starts to come and then he pulls out. I don't know. Like I said, highway to hell. Yes. Welcome to the sports brew. Damn straight. Good night, y'all. Catch you on the flip night. side. Where, dude. Is it just me, or does it seem like he's gonna betray the fuck out of you? <laughs> Still true. Good night now. <laughs>